Yeah, great to have your company. And uh, sorry about the apologies there for uh, the late on air for us. A few technical hiccups uh, here on the network. So it's uh, 22 past 12. Um, so 22 minutes of our program pretty much lost. We're here until three. We'll cram as much as we possibly can into the next uh, two and a half hours or so. I hope you're well. Real gloomy conditions in Sydney. But isn't it nice to have a bit of rain about too? Particularly last night, maybe as you're putting your head on your soft pillow, your spinalese pillow, the rain started to just to trickle down. Yes. Um, it's nice getting to sleep with a bit of uh, bit of rain on the tin roof, if you happen to have a tin roof, that is. Rugby league-wise, well, that's pretty much what me and Cowboy Dan will be talking about over the next couple of hours. A fair bit of rubbish also will be weaved into the program. And as always, we're relying on you to help us uh, talk some gibber, some garbage. So if you want to jump on the open line, there is space there now. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. What do you up to you're locked down you got your kids there they're, they're doing your head in they're, they're driving you crazy and thank goodness we've got rugby league in our lives even if there mightn't be any fans in the stands at least uh, the greatest game of all continues to deliver and uh, no blowouts were well, one blowout but isn't that um isn't that refreshing Dan that we've had no score blowouts other than the bunnies uh pumping the eels it's been pretty competitive so far through throughout the round. Hello, Chris. How are you? Well, yes, I should say hello before hello. I ask you a question. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's been a good round of rugby league. Thoroughly enjoyed both games last night, and the Warriors-Sharks game was close as well. But those uh, two big clashes, two very entertaining games, two very close games. My, oh, my. Uh, Cronulla fans, um, uh, if you're still out there, <laughs> how are you feeling? I tell you what. The brain snap decision not to take the two points last night. You're down by two, about six minutes, I think, on the clock. You could level the scores and either win or go into golden point. Um, I think Aaron Woods was uh, captaining and decided not to go to the two, but he was acting on the, the advice of coach Josh Hannay. Yes. Josh has put his hand up in the post-match press conference saying it was my decision. Um, it wasn't his decision to then kick on the second tackle, uh, but he has no. owned that blunder. Look, as a result, it's a very costly two points. We'll go through all the, um, the matches very, very shortly, but I'd love you Sharkies fans to get on the blower, maybe let off some steam. I'm here. I'm here. I'm waiting for you to vent. Okay, throw it at me. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll take it for you. I'm feeling your pain, your frustration. Manly fans, what did you think about last night's performance? You didn't get the points, I know, but it was a gutsy old performance. And I think you know, I think Manly sent um, a real uh, signal last night to to other uh, so be contenders for the crown. They're not just a top four hope, Manly. They showed last night they do have it to to match it with the best. But Melbourne Storm, they just get better and better and better. Can anyone beat them? Maybe Penrith, maybe Souths, maybe Manly. We'll talk more about the race for not just the top eight, but the top four as well. Can Manly slip into the top four? And what about the seventh and eighth position? Well, I reckon there's one spot available, all right? Knights, for me, are a lock. And I said that a few weeks you ago. Did. They are a lock, all right, looking at their run-in. So that makes there's one spot available in the top eight. Sharkies, I think you might have just crueled yourself last night. Raiders, maybe. And Titans, a win today. And uh, you will probably be in the box seat to seal uh, the eighth and final position in the playoffs. Um, why don't we, Cowboy Dan, given mm. that we've missed a fair chunk of the show already, why don't we go into a wrap from uh, the matches played 
so far. Round 21 kicked off on Thursday, as we know, in Brisbane. The Knights were the home team, yeah, against the Broncos and off a four-day backup. They proved too good. Mitchell Pearce leading the way in the 28-20 victory. Go left, though. You've got to go left. Here they go. Randall, he's at dummy half. Waits patiently. Wants to go left. Goes left. Pierce, step, step. Still going, oh, Pierce. Guy reached out and scored it. Did the ball hit the turf beforehand? We'll have to wait and see. But right now we've got a try for the Newcastle Knights. The Raiders kept their top eight hopes alive and ended the Dragons' finals ambitions, uh, beating the Red V 20 points to 12. Starling goes off to the short side. Oh, Starling. Starling. Oh, he he, he put scored. the ball down. Oh, he He'll claim the try. Well, he, he he's, was knocked he's... back a try before Chris Sutton wants to check it out. But I've got a feeling like you, the pointy part of the student might have hit the line. The only blowout so far through round 21 saw the Bunnies thump the Eels 40 points to 12 in the second match of the double header on the Gold Coast. Here's Cook. He looked right. He nearly got me. They went left-hand side. Luttrell, long ball, goes to Mansour, gets his second. I think it was a no-look by Luttrell. That's a try assist down that left-hand side. Not once, but twice. Thanks, Jimmy. Super Saturday, not so super for the Sharks. Cronulla dealing their own finals hopes a blow in a shock two-point loss to the Warriors. And Peter Hicku plays it 20 out from the line. Now Harris Tavita to O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan gives it there to Aitken, who gets away from Chambers, gets away oh! from Mama, and is going to score the try. Ewan Aitken scores, and we're back level. 16 all with a kick to come. He ran straight through Will Chambers. Then Penrith took on the Roosters in the first of two games at Suncorp. In the absence of Nathan Cleary, Matt Burton showed the way, bagging 16 points in the 20-14 win. Here he is again with the ball. Get me the rope! Get me the rope! Burton has scored for Penrith. Oh, what a last few minutes from this bloke. And next up, the Premiership favourites, Melbourne, were made to work very hard to beat Manly. Eight all at half-time and only up by two on the hour mark. The Storm held on to win by ten. Now here's Jerome. Hughes, oh, he slipped inside. And Schuster was left dead for rights. Now the kick as Remus Smith chases. Garrick loses it and he may not have grounded it. Munster thinks he scored. So there it is. There is the wrap of the matches played so far and uh, just that one score a blowout. But look, I guess two stories from the round, maybe three. Okay, so far. Rabbitohs, they are knocking on the door of this premiership, Definitely. all right? Uh, and there is the old stat, you can't get beaten by 50 or have 50 put on you and win a premiership. Um, no one has ever done that, all right? Scott Bailey, who we're talking to later, is a big fan of that stat. Is he? Yes. All Ask right. him about it. Chat to Scott a bit later on, and uh, certainly no team has had 50 put on them twice. Twice, no. <coughs> Excuse me, and go yes. on. Uh, we know. I've got a bit of a, fr a frog oh, in the no, throat. That's unfortunate. Uh, it is. When you do your radio show. Yes. radio show, yes. yeah, where you need to, to speak. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Uh, anyway, look, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. that's the open line number if you'd like to uh, dial in. So, yeah, Bunny's their one story, all right? They're knocking on the door. Uh, in terms of yeah, credentials for yep. Premiership, okay? Yep. Must be. Must be. be. The form yep. of Latrell. Um, the form of Cam Murray, the form of Cody Walker. Hello, they're banging as hard as they can on the door. The other story so far from the five matches we've seen. Yep. Manly showed once and for all last night that they are not pretenders. No, they they, they are in this race. They were good. They are in this race. And they're pretty much at full strength. Okay. Yep. Moses Suley can't get in the team. Curtis Sirenen can't get in the team. 
and that's um, a luxury that Manly don't often have mm. because they've you know they've got a, a sort of a skinnyish type roster, but this year they've done really well in terms of injuries. They're at or near full strength at the business end. And if they can stay injury free, and obviously Tommy Turbo stay on the field, yep. they're, they're a huge chance. So they're <laughs> they're knocking on the top four, yes. and they 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 sent a scare last night to others. Yeah, hundred percent. The other thing so far in round five, and this yep. is perhaps the biggest one. And again, Sharkies fans. Pick up the Al Capone, get off your pain hearse, give me an SG ball, one 300 The brain snapped not to take the two points and level things at 18 or why? How How did that happen? How are you feeling, Sharks fans? Let mm. us know. A break and back with more. Indeed, you are coming up to 26 minutes to 1 o'clock. Thanks for your company. Hope you're enjoying your afternoon and making the most of it uh, looks to be pretty bleak conditions out there. Might be a good time to sit back and watch a movie, pull the Ugg boots on and... Make yourself a pot of tea. Brandy Alexander uh, joins us on the line. Greg, how are you, mate? Thanks for, for taking time out. Afternoon, Chris. Uh, lazy Sunday for you, or you've got a, a fairly busy afternoon coming up, haven't you? You were with Fox. You, you're calling that game this afternoon, Titans? Yeah, Titans-Cowboys, yep. Uh, you know, Dogs-Tigers before it, but Titans-Cowboys. And with a couple of those sides losing that were sitting on 18 points, um, it opens up a chance for the Titans to... I think jump into seventh spot, Chris. I'm, I'm no, not you're right. Sure. That would, yeah, yeah. That, that would happen. We'll talk about those games in, in, in a moment, but you're right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Titans, and um, they're in the... Oh, well, we might as well let's talk about it now. I was uh, doing my, my, my sums um, only an hour or so ago, and, you know, Your so we've got... eight predictions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the top three, right? So the eight-point gap now on, on the chasers. Uh, it's down to uh, the Eels, the Roosters, or Manly to slide into the fourth spot. Mm. And um, yep. as our listeners probably know, uh, that you know, there'll be no home ground advantage, but top four get second bite at the cherry if you lose in week one. Um, the Eels are on the slide, Brandy, aren't they? Um, what are your thoughts on, on how they're travelling and, and, and how they might go over the next few weeks? I, I think the easiest way to, to, you know, sort of talk about what's gone wrong with the Eels is the fact that, you know, they've got, they've got half a dozen individuals that were in pretty good form throughout most of the season and that form has dropped away. You know, some of their more influential players aren't playing as good as what they were six weeks ago. And, now they've lost three games on the trot, Chris. There's a, I, I think there would be a, a, a bit of self-doubt and lack of confidence amongst the Eels, and they're starting to, they'd be hearing things about what's happened in the past and how they've fallen in a hole towards the back end of the season. So, pretty hard to turn that around, and it's a massive game against Manly this weekend. Yeah, so Eels, it doesn't look good. Eels fans, you paint the picture. So you're on, uh, you're in fourth spot. You're on 28 points. So two of the Roosters on 28, but your remaining four games, uh, listen to this, uh, Manly, as Brandy's just pointed out, then the Cowboys, so you'll probably pick up two points there. Then you've got the Storm and the Panthers. So um, good luck is all I, I can say, but you will be in the eight. And as we know, finals, it's a whole new campaign. Manly last night, Brandy, against Melbourne Storm. Um, they, were create, they, they were courageous they put up a fight. They really showed the storm that maybe that's the blueprint. You've got to throw the ball around. But this Melbourne team, mate, they they have an answer for everything, don't they? Well, they do. And, and and when things do get tight, they just seem to suffocate the opposition. I, I, I guess, you know, you look at Manly and you, you mentioned their style of play, and, and that's what has worked against Melbourne 
this year if you go, you only have to go through a couple of games. Now, Melbourne haven't struggled against many sides and they certainly haven't struggled for the 80 minutes, but there's been halves of football against sides that uh, have the, that are sitting... Well, it's the Sharks and the Dragons games, which I've uh, always gone back to throughout the year as to sides going in with a plan that have really made the storm work hard. Now, the Dragons in Magic Ground, they played some good football, mm. and they moved the ball, very similar to Manly, and they, had, they, they didn't have them in trouble, but they made a game of it. Now, that turned into a bit of a disaster for the Dragons, who had plays sent off at Sinbin, so... Uh, they never really got the chance to, to push the Storm for 80 minutes. But the Sharks did it too, Chris. Um, in a game that was played in Melbourne, they led at half-time against Melbourne and employed the same tactics, moved the ball from side to side mm. and then punched it through the middle, which is different to what sides normally do where they try and lay a platform and then go to the edges. Yeah. So seems that sides have success against Melbourne if they move the ball early and then punch it through the middle. Now... Manly played that perfectly last night, but what they didn't do was dominate possession. They made some mm. critical errors at crucial times, uh, which gave Melbourne the opportunity. And they don't miss opportunities, Melbourne. You can't no. give them those chances. And Manly did that. That's exactly what they did too. You're right, Brandy. And, and the few mistakes Manly made early in the match, Storm went bang, bang and, and cashed in straight away. So uh, they'll learn lessons. Desi said they'll learn lessons out of that. But... Um, they did show that you know they can at least rattle the best in the business. The other team, uh, best in the business, we're talking about Penrith, and yes, we know they're not at full strength, still missing um, a few key players uh, like Nathan Cleary. Um, he'll probably come back next week, I think. Um, Matty Burton, how good was he mm-hmm. last night? Outstanding, wasn't he? He was so good. Um... I didn't know Matt Burton was as quick as what he showed us last night. When he had that break from well inside Penrith's territory and he ran 80 and stepped inside Tedesco uh, with ease. He made it look so easy. And then he scored that try from the scrum and he had another couple of really good touches through the game. Uh, Penrith were desperate for a good performance and I I thought they they defended well. Um, You know, the Roosters came back towards the end, but I thought... You know, for 60 minutes, Penrith were, were very good. Got back to their... And they, prior to them falling apart after Origin 3 and after Nathan's injury and after the injuries to another couple of key players, Penrith did have the best defensive record. In fact, it was record-breaking defence. Mm. Um, you know, no team has stayed as low as Penrith um, per game. So uh, they got back to that. They're still missing some key players, but it was a, a that's a big win. And yeah, Burton was... Clearly the man of the match last night. Yeah, he was good. I think 14 or 16 points uh, himself. The run home for the Panthers, too. It's on the softer side. If Well, I, can't, I shouldn't really say that. But you've got the Dragons next. Oh, then you've got South. Hello. Yeah, that won't be soft at all. West Tigers and uh, and then the Eels. Uh, just on uh, Nathan, do you, do you know any more on that injury? What What's Ivan been saying? Is it maybe next week? Uh, I think we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. He's got to get through the week, and every week's different. Each week will. Uh, he was, you know, obviously relatively close to playing last night, but they erred on the side of caution, and there's no need to risk it uh, at this stage because of their position on the ladder. They don't really need to push him, uh, you know, even if he played a couple of games before the semis, Chris. But uh, he he would be desperate to get out in the field, and it's just, I think it's just to you know, you're waiting on how he gets through a week of training, just the contact yeah. in training. Uh, we saw Reed Marnie go down 
pretty similar injury to Nathan's where he dislocated the shoulder. Shoulder came back in, but there was a fair bit of damage around it. Now, um, you know, Reed Marnie fell awkwardly and now he's out for the season. And I guess that's yeah. the risk that, that Penrith take with Nathan. You know, can they get him through the season? Mm. Uh, yeah, and I guess you might even rest, rest him again. You've got the Dragons. Uh, you've got to get it as right as you can. Disappointing not to have Tavita Pangai Jr. there last night for you. I mean, he's only there on a short-term deal and uh, you were banking on playing him against the Roosters. So um, disappointing, but, but I imagine he'll be back next week. Yeah, he'll be back next week. And I don't think Fisher-Harris is available again next week. But uh, uh, And Brian Toto won't be right until uh, finals time. Um, there's another couple of injuries. But, uh, yeah, Tavita Panga, I'm sure, will be in the lineup mm. uh, this weekend for the game against the Dragons. Okay. And, mate, you've seen a few brain snaps in your time. Um, and even we've had a couple of brain snaps uh, this year, haven't we? Um, we had the incident with, uh, who was it? Uh, Lockie Lewis doing the old karate. That was a brain snap. The other contender, maybe, in my opinion, is the decision not to go for the two points uh, last night. The Sharkies, it could cost them dearly. What, what were they thinking? No, seriously. What were they thinking? Like, just oh. level the game up, get the ball back, and see if you can get down there and, and mm. kick the field goal. <laughs> what, made it, what made it doubly bad, Chris, was the fact that they kicked it on the second tackle. Oh, hello. Like, yeah, you, Connor I, Tracy, and he's had a great season, but, you know, to kick the ball and when it wasn't on mm. early in that, that set, that was, uh, that was criminal, yeah. and that cost them. Could cost them big Strange. time. Mate, thanks for jumping on, Brandy. I know, you, you know, you've got a lot on your plate today, so um, we'll um, enjoy your call this afternoon, that Titans match, and uh, people can tune in to Fox for that, but they can also tune in to SEN because we'll be calling that match uh, here on SEN 1170 as well. Enjoy the rest of your day, Brandy. Good on you, mate. See you, Chris. Thanks, mate. There is uh, Greg Alexander, a, a font of knowledge on all things rugby league. And it's coming up to 12 to 1. Great to have your company. I hope you're enjoying your Sunday afternoon. Pretty gloomy out there, but uh, great to have you uh, tuning in. Get involved with the show. Uh, jump on the, uh, the Al Capone. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line number if you want to give us a call or keep those texts coming through as well. 0457 736 736. All right. In rugby league, NRL, more often than not, we are reading, you know, uh, oftentimes, players behaving badly and stories that, well, we don't really want to be reading about. But uh, you'll read today in the Sunday Telegraph a lovely article, a lovely story uh, written by David Riccio on uh, Cronulla prop Royce Hunt and his journeys over the past seven days. It all started last weekend, and I won't give it away. I'll ask David to do that for us in a moment. But basically, in a nutshell, his partner was about to give birth uh, within the next 24 hours or so, or 48 hours, he thought, and he had to get from Queensland to Sydney to be by his partner's side for the birth of their child. David Riccio, thanks for joining us, mate, on NRL Match Day. It's quite a story, this one, and um, it really pulls at the heartstrings, doesn't it? Good afternoon, Chris. Oh, yeah, it certainly does, doesn't it? It's, it's a beauty. And, and talking to Royce Hunt yesterday, you could just hear the the, 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 the pride and, and the joy in his in the way he spoke and in, in going to the length that he did. Um, I'll, I'll recap. Yes. Uh, real quickly, uh, it was actually Friday night uh, that he received the call from his his wife Siobhan that her waters had broken about nine thirty on Friday night in uh, last weekend, right? A, last weekend? No, no, but just gone. Just gone. Mate, just gone. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. So Friday night, uh, just gone, and 
Sharks uh, camped at the Novotel in Brisbane. He receives a phone call. Uh, now, originally, this was all. This is not a surprise to the Sharks that Royce Hunt was going to be leaving the Cronulla bubble uh-huh. uh, for the birth of his child. He was actually booked on a flight out on Sunday. Um, yet, uh, babies have a knack of uh, not doing what they're supposed to do as far as timing-wise. Sure. And and little little boy Wolf of what of what he was. Uh, named on Saturday, he was on his way. And so the phone call came from Siobhan. Uh, my waters are broken. You better get moving, Royce. So get your backside Royce, here in a hurry, yeah. <laughs> Royce, uh, Royce, put it on the team WhatsApp. Has anyone got a car I could borrow? As you do. Now, as you do. Now, <laughs> he was ready to jump in that car and just get moving. Um, mm-hmm. And it was Braden Hamlin Ueli, uh, his teammate, his yeah. fellow front rower. That said, mate, here's my keys, take my car, get going. And that's what exactly what Royce did. Now, uh, Royce thought he was going okay as far as timing was concerned in getting from Brisbane to, to St George Private Hospital for the birth of his little boy when he received a phone call a couple of hours into the trip and said, from Siobhan's mother, and she said, Royce, pull over, mm. you're not going to make it, he's on his way. Um, and you could only imagine the emotion that... Yeah. that is entailed with that, and how far did he get? Royce, how far did he get down the M1? He got he got just outside Port Macquarie at two a.m. on Saturday morning. <laughs> so he pulls over, yeah. and he did pay credit to the midwives and the nurses of St George Private who dialed him in and said, "Look, we're going to make this feel as though you are here as much as we can, mm. as much as possible." And it was via FaceTime on the side of the road the Pacific Highway, just outside Port Macquarie, this, this big burly prop from Cronulla, yeah. sat on the side of the road all alone, pitch black outside, <clears throat> truckies whizzing past, oh. and he witnessed the birth of his little boy well. via FaceTime. It's just extraordinary. It's, it's and, a lovely, it's a, it is an extraordinary story. Is it his first child, David? It is, yeah. yeah it is, mate. Well. 24 years of age, they've been married for just over 18 months. It is their first child, and... Uh, he was he was close to tears when I spoke to him yesterday again. Um, thankfully, uh, you know, once he was able to witness that via FaceTime and the photos, Christo, mm. on the telly website and in paper, the Sunday telly today, of the phone pressed against mm. Siobhan's chest and little Barb Wolf, his little hand touching the phone with Roy Hunt's face on it. Yeah. It's just, it's just a magic moment that, Really, really, it's a story for the rest of their lives. Absolutely, and um, you can read more about that in the uh, today's Sunday Telegraph. I'm looking at that picture right now; it's just gorgeous. And you will remember too, David, the the birth of your first child, won't you? It, you know, it's about the first chi- time you've had a child, or your your yeah. wife or partner has, and it's a really special moment that you don't want to miss. I remember mine; I was living in London, and I walked home from the hospital. My goodness, it would have been about five or ten k walk, and I got home and sat on the back step by myself and um, I cracked a VB and uh, ne- <laughs> necked it in one on the on the back step and it would have been about two or three in the morning. I guess you yeah. remember the same sort of thing. Oh, absolutely, first. mate. Mm. It's just that there is no, there's nothing like it. There really is nothing like it. It's just you're overwhelmed with emotion and yeah. I can't, I can't even, uh, I tried to ask Royce yesterday how he was, once, once he'd hung up the phone and continued to drive towards Sydney, how, how, how you, the emotions as you yeah. drive another four to five hours towards... Oh, time would have just, whizzed by, I reckon. Oh, 
it, it, you know when you drive and you don't know how you've got somewhere? Yes. That's the way Royce would have felt. Uh, uh, just a really, really what? touching story. And I've got to say, Chris, look, yeah, sure, there's some detractors out there that, that say that these players are paid copious amounts of money and that they should just do their job and get up into that Queensland bubble, uh, isolate mm. as long as is required to get the job done. I get, I get all that. Mm. Um, but I think this is an, a story that indicates the sacrifice that these players are making, that they are missing, they are missing significant moments in their lives. Yeah. Uh, just to keep the competition going. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and I was, I was ch- talking to a couple of the boys, uh, former players last night about, you know, the new paternity leave. And it was, uh, no one had even heard of paternity leave as a player mm. from 10, 20, 30 years ago. But these days it's a different landscape. They're locked in a bubble up there. So I think it's a whole different story. Just quickly, mate, before you go, because I know you are um, a media mogul and you, you've just been on the <laughs> Sunday footy show. I think I saw your noggin on there. Um, brain snaps of all brain snaps um, last night and Josh Hannay, has put his hand up saying uh, mm. he gave the orders, he gave the code red uh, not to take the two. Oh, good on Josh Anna for, for being that coach that steps forward and, and, and owns it. Um, I, I still, uh, you know, it, uh, the one that got me there, like the, clearly the Sharks chose not to take the two. Uh, but then, uh, as Brandy said then, Connor Tracy's had a great season, but to kick on only the second tackle and turnover possession on the Warriors' try line, that that was unbelievable. It was in- incomprehensible as far as I was concerned. That lost them the game, and now they're clinging by a thread uh, to some finals aspirations for Sharks. They play Newcastle next week, and, and an absolute must-win game. Absolutely. That is a four-point game of all four-point games. Dave, thanks for jumping on the line, mate. Always great to chat. Enjoy the rest of uh, your afternoon. Anytime, mate. Go well. Yes, indeed. Great to have your company. Just after one o'clock, NRL Match Day. We're here until three, and there will be opportunities for you to have a chat on the open line if you want to. The number, just reminding you, is 1300 01. 1170, 1-300-01-1170. Or send through your text. Sharkies fans, how are you feeling this morning after that brain snap last night? 0457 736 736. Equally, Manly fans, okay? You didn't beat Melbourne, but you gave them a bit of a shock, didn't you? And uh, a, a text here from Statsy from Freshwater. I'll get through that uh, to that in a moment. Statsy, it's a good text too. So I will get uh, to that very, very shortly. Right now, though, time for this. Okay, an injury wrap of uh, those that have, uh, well, come a cropper over the last uh, couple of days or so. Manly sweating on the fitness of uh, prop Taniela Paseka. He went off with a leg injury in the second half of that loss last night to Melbourne Storm. Um, it didn't look too good, and uh, I think it's a syndesmosis injury. So that could be about a month, maybe, uh, depending on the severity of that. So we'll keep a watch on that. Also in that match last night, Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, we know he's been out for a long time with head injuries. Um, he suffered a knee injury, uh, but he has been cleared of any serious knee uh, problem there. So um, he should be right to go for next week. Fingers crossed for Ryan Pappenhausen. St. George Illawarra, they lost uh, Cody Ramsey, didn't they, in the first 40 seconds of Friday's match with Canberra. Uh, he clashed heads with uh, teammate, wasn't it, Andrew McCulloch. So he'll have to pass uh, HIA protocols ahead of their next match. Who are they playing? Panthers, aren't they, the Dragons? So we'll keep a watch on that. Newcastle, well, they're well in the hunt for a top eight berth now, um, but uh, they uh, good news for them. Bradman Best has only just come back from injury. 
uh, he's been cleared of any serious injury following uh, the Knights' win over the uh, Broncos. Um, and Heimel Hunt also in that match. Um, he went off uh, concussed, didn't he, in the opening half of Thursday night's win over the Broncos. Uh, a head clash with uh, Keenan Palacia. So uh, a watch on Heimel Hunt. He'll have to pass all HAA protocols. Now, Parramatta, this is probably the big one. Reed Marnie, a devastating blow for him. I don't know if it's season ending, but it could well be. That shoulder injury, he was out for a number of weeks with that. Missed Origin too because of it. Um, but he fell awkwardly uh, tackling Latrell Mitchell in the Eels' heavy loss to South Sydney. So not looking too good for Reed Marnie, um, a man that will probably know a whole lot more than me, is Scott Bailey from AAP, uh, one of the uh, the best in the business, rugby league writers. And Scott is uh, kind enough to uh, join us on NRL Match Day. Good afternoon, Scott. G'day, Chris. How you doing? Mate, I'm well. Um, thanks for your time, buddy. What's the latest on Reed Marnie? Yeah, I think we'll, we'll see a decision today from the Eels on how they go about this one. Um, given they're up in the hub, there's a bit of a delay in sort of well, not just the, the determination of exactly the, what the injury is, but also how they treat it because they're chief medical officers down here. So uh, I think they had the results of scans back last night. They were reasonably tight-lipped, but I think they wanted to get you know a proper look at it from their chief medical officer before they... Uh, made the final decision, but yeah, it doesn't look good. I think we could all see that on on, fr- on Friday night. That didn't look good for Reed. You don't often see a player break down in tears, do you? I mean, with the the game under such a microscope, there's cameras everywhere, and and these boys, you know, um, they they try and be as brave as they can. Nothing wrong with crying, mind you. Oh, I don't hmm. mind having to, having to cry now and then, but you don't often see it. So he was. Uh, visibly, visibly upset. So I guess we just keep our fingers crossed for Reed. Uh, Reed aside, Parramatta, Scotty, um, things not looking good for them in the back back end of the season. No, they don't. They, you know, this is this has been their Achilles' heel for four or five years now. This time of the year, they they struggle to put away good teams uh, when it matters most. I think the stat is since 2017, they're four and 14 against top eight teams late in the year. So, you know, this is nothing new. Um, it, it did look like they were a more composed team through the first half of this year. I thought they turned a bit of a corner, but again, when it when it matters, they just you know they're they're forcing errors. You know, uh, oh, sorry, they're creating errors as they're close to the line. They're not getting the ball down. They're you know there's been question marks over where there's enough variety in their attack out of their own end. It's just yeah, it's, it's all looking a bit glum for them. And the run home is it's pretty ugly if we're being honest. I think they've got is it Canberra next week, but after that, then it's oh sorry, Manly next week. But I think they've got Canberra plus. Um, you know, three right. top four sides. Yeah, no, it's as bad as you get. It's as yeah, you got Manly, Manly next week, then the Cows, then Storm, then Panthers. Cowboys, sorry, yep. Yeah, Storm yeah. then Panthers. All yeah. right, so it's going to be a difficult run for Parramatta, and uh, it's unlikely for them uh, now. I would think to finish in the uh, in the top four. Um, mm. Other mm. rugby league on the Queensland hub. I was just talking uh, to David Riccio there. I don't know if you heard about that, but really nice story um, mm. about Royce Hunt from Cronulla and doing that that dash yeah. to see the birth of his first child. Didn't quite get there in time and sat roadside and watched it all on on FaceTime. And there are a handful of players that have been breaking the Queensland bubble. Uh, um, for family reasons, and I guess mm. you, you put it down to paternity leave, which was a bit unheard mm. of back in my day, but it's a whole different landscape. We know that. What's the latest with the Queensland bubble? That's all, um, it's all gone now, barriers down? Well, I mean, the lockdown is over. Yeah. The NRL is deciding now, now exactly what happens with uh, the clubs and, 
uh, how, how it all works out. Look, I'd be stunned if they don't stay in a bubble with pretty high restrictions. We, we've seen um, you know, throughout this whole Delta outbreak all across Australia, really, that it's unpredictable. I mean, Dan Andrews was championing Donut Day one day and throwing his state into lockdown the next. So yeah. last thing that I all need is uh, for players to be out in the community and then uh, get themselves caught up as a close contact. So my gut feel is that some of the harsher restrictions or mandates will lift so they won't have to be tested for COVID every two or three days. Um, you know, that they'll be able to have their whole squad and support staff back at grounds because last week we saw, and even this week we've seen uh, instances where clubs haven't been able to have their reserves, you know, anyone outside their 18 or 19 main squad at the ground they've been watching from the hotel. So I think all those things will return. Uh, there might be a bit more freedom around the hotel movement, but they... I think they'll still be under some form of, you know, pretty stringent bubble conditions. Yeah, and I think they should, you know. I think they almost need to bite the bullet and say, you know what, guys, bang, this is a decision regardless of anything. Let's just, let's stick it out and get this season done up there. Um, maybe that might be the way uh, to go. And, and then obviously the other, the other, uh, the question, the big question is where will the grand final be? Will it be Suncorp? Will it be... MCG and I see this morning the NRL is investigating a possibility of even playing it in New Zealand. What's your gut feeling on where the the uh, decider will be? I think Suncorp is still the favourite. The New Zealand one's an interesting one because it's probably where they can um, have the most faith that at the last minute we're not going to see a game go from you know being a packed house to you know, an empty stadium because mm. New Zealand's track record of of handling COVID's been so impressive of late. Uh, the challenge there would be getting an exemption to get the two teams and officials in without having to serve two weeks in quarantine. I know the Wallabies were able to do that, so that's a, a possibility. But I, I'd probably say that it's probably third favourite at the moment. I mean, the other option could be Perth if they could get the exemptions to go over there. I know the WA Rugby League would, would love to have it there. But again, getting the exemption to get into WA is probably more difficult than getting it to get into New Zealand, if we're being honest. If you can get a crowd, right, and a full house at Suncorp or even close to a full house, well, in my opinion, it's a no-brainer. That's where it's played. But if we are not allowed to have fans in Suncorp, well, then I think you've got to explore other opportunities and therefore mm. it becomes an event that we can promote the game within Perth or pay back New Zealanders and, and, and you know, the Warriors, thank you for what you've done for the competition over the last couple of years. Um, but then it very much becomes a TV product anyway, which has got millions and millions of eyeballs on it. Um, Manly last night, Scotty, I know you would have watched uh, would have watched that match with some interest. Um, they were pretty good. Although beaten against against Melbourne, they did show that they, they can match it with the big dogs and uh, should be a serious or be considered, I think, a serious title contender. Bear with me. There was a game, it was actually, I think this morning, it was 13 years ago mm. today. I remember it, it was at Brookie and it was Manly v Melbourne and Melbourne won. Um, but I remember Manly after that game came away with the belief that they could win the premiership and they could beat Melbourne in a big match. I think from memory, Matt Orford just couldn't ice a few opportunities in that game. Anyway. You're going back, Scotty. You're expecting, me, back a to, long way. You're expecting me to um, remember a match from 13 years ago. I remember the Battle of Brookie 10 years ago. <laughs> But, uh... <laughs> We're going a bit further back beyond that. But <laughs> I do think there's a similar feeling after last night's game is what I'm getting at. Like, yes. Mainly, Tom Trebojevic didn't get the, um, you know, didn't have the impact he has had of the past two or three months. He still set up two trials. was still very yes, good. But, yeah. you know, he still did, he wasn't 
the elite Tom Trebojevic that we've seen. He was just a very, very, very good player. And there was probably uh, a very good made, reason for that because they had a plan because, sort of to shut him down and they did to a, to, a, to a point. Absolutely. But I think a lot of that too came down to the fact that Manly's uh, you know, discipline was pretty poor. They, they only completed at 66% from memory. Was it 69%? Anyway, in the 60s. So therefore, they were giving Melbourne a lot of good ball. Yep. And therefore, it was hard for Tom to get much room coming out of his own end because he was always working out from his own trial line quite often. So I think Manly would have walked away from last night going, you know, they have the ability to to beat Melbourne. It's just a matter of whether they can actually do it. And mm. I think that's, you know, there's not many sides you can say that because, no. uh, you know, let's be honest, it's probably Penrith, uh, Penrith, South, well, even South Sydney haven't taken Melbourne when they play. It's Penrith and Manly and Parramatta actually, to be fair, were really good against Melbourne earlier in the year, but they're a long way from that team at the moment. But there's, there's not many that fall into that category, I reckon. No, you're right. You're right. And, yeah, Parramatta, they're, they're, they're a shadow of what they were. Um, mm. South Sydney, I think they got beaten 50 nil, didn't they? Or, or something like that by Melbourne. 50 nil, yep. In their, their last matchup this season. But you're right. They are possibly a team that can match it. But Manly, yeah, um, you're right. They made a few mistakes and they were made to pay. And Melbourne do that to you. So their lesson, mm. their mm. takeaway from last night, uh, Manly fans, are you just cannot give this this team cheap cheap pill they'll make you pay every time but it was uh, really encouraging i think so i think desi hasler might just be walking away this morning thinking you know what we're not too far away from this mob so we'll watch with interest and whether they finish in the top while i've got you let me read you this text this is from statsy from freshwater uh, g'day chris if manly uh, cut back on their errors last night they may well have knocked off melbourne the storm did a pretty good job on turbo so it was a brave effort from manly being a manly fan while manly have a good chance of getting in the top four i would rather finish fifth and not play melbourne in the first week as i think whoever plays them will probably lose the following week as melbourne can strangle the life out of a team statsy from freshwater and i think it's a good it's a good text as well um, a good point he makes. Would Manly rather finish fifth or fourth? I think if you're a team like Manly, you'd rather... This is just me. I, I think you'd rather finish fourth if you're Manly because I, I go... Okay, so it's going to take Tom Trebojevic to catch fire to beat Melbourne or Penrith. Yep. And Melbourne's going to be the same finish first, but it's going to catch Tom Trebojevic to catch fire. If you come fourth, you lose to Melbourne, you play probably Parramatta Roosters in the second week. You, you, you beat them, you get a shot at Penrith. Um, yep, and you're going to back Tom Trebojevic to either have an unreal game in week one or week three of the finals, and that's yep. their best way through. I, I'm getting I a like bit it. forward no, thinking about. No, I like. I you like, get what I'm saying? Like yes, this. I'm following if you, you. Come fifth or sixth, you only really get one shot at Melbourne or Penrith before the grand final, and that's in week three. So you give them one week for Tom to catch fire. Whereas if you come fourth, you get two cracks at it. You can either do it in week one against Melbourne or week three against Penrith. Let's assume Melbourne Penrith for the top two and they went through right. but you get what I'm saying well, I get what you're saying there you are Statsy there's an answer from um, from Scotty Bailey too he wants them to finish fourth and then you get uh, Tommy gets at least uh, two uh, weeks opportunities to catch fire so to speak World Cup Scotty uh, talking to Scotty Bailey by the way AAP Journo uh, World Cup where are we now with that so it's been delayed by 12 months it'll be in 2022 and I read yesterday or the day before that they are, I quote, considering the applications from New Zealand and the Kangaroos to be a part of that. I think it's fair to say that Australia and New Zealand will be a part of that, uh, provided yes. the ARL Commission and New Zealand Rugby League 
uh, want to be a part of it and feel safe being a part of it. Look, it's it's been a really interesting one. There's going to be a challenge here for the global game and the International Rugby League to, um, and more so the ARLC and NZRL to to rebuild some relationships. Troy Grant uh, admitted that as much as night. Troy Grant, of course, the, the chairman yeah. of the IRL now. Um, there's definitely been damage done. Uh, the IRL and, and Troy Grant, Rugby League World Cup officials and the English game, that they came out swinging pretty hard at uh, you know, Australia and New Zealand a few weeks ago when they made the decision to pull out. Um, even the other night uh, when the decision was made, the chairman of the World Cup labelled it a sombre day for the game. Uh, there's certainly been, I shouldn't say critical, but they're certainly pinning the blame at NRL clubs who don't want to release their players um, to play in the World Cup. So there's a lot of relationship building to be done there. It'll be done. Australia and New Zealand will play at the 2022 World Cup. Um, but there's, you know, will Australia and New Zealand be able to play a test match this off-season if they want to? Well, that's going to be sanctioned by the IRL. Troy Grant's indicated that he would not feel comfortable at this stage or wouldn't like to see them playing in a test match because why should they be able to play in a test if they didn't want to go play in the World Cup? I mean, mm. Peter Volandis is pretty clear in his opinion because it's a welfare issue and um, well, yeah, if, if that test match, crazy. if that test match is here on home soil, well, there's your reason, um, International mm, exactly. Rugby League. The reason they don't want to go over there is because there's thirty thousand being uh, cases of, of COVID each day. That that's the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I think the the International Rugby League might just want to step back a little bit and maybe consider smoking the peace pipe with the ARL I and think, the New Zealand Rugby League. I think the reality is, and we've seen this, you know multitude of times in the last 18 or last 12 months in sport is that where the UK are at and where the Northern Hemisphere are at is, is a very different place to where Australia is in terms of COVID. So, you know, for them at the moment, hospitalizations and deaths are what they're focused on. We're still focused on case numbers here. And mm. even if you go back to the summer just gone or last summer with the Indian cricket team and the, and the Australian Open, a lot of it was, you know, they were perplexed at why they've been put into bubble, into hard bubbles and, quarantine because the case numbers weren't very large in the community compared to what a lot of those players were used to back home. So there's a real, you know, there's a clash of two very different ideologies and worlds about COVID going on. And that's not just in rugby league, but in a lot of sports, I think. Well, I think they'll see sense in the end because a World Cup without the kangaroos and Kiwis, sorry, it's a, it's a Clayton's World Cup. Scotty, thanks for mm. jumping on the line, mate. Uh, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. My pleasure, Chris. Have a great day. You too. There is Scotty Bailey, great fella, and uh, always uh, happy to jump on the line to talk all things rugby league. Uh, a journo from AAP. We're going to take a short break. Before I do, that uh, that uh, first game this afternoon, uh, not too far away, a 2 o'clock kickoff there at Seabus Super Stadium between Canterbury Bulldogs and the West Tigers. Team news for you. West Tigers are uh, per program, as per program, 1-17. to 17. Canterbury Bulldogs, just the one uh, shuffle for them. Uh, Dylan Napa will come into the starting pack and Ave Sumanafungai who spoke with us last weekend or the weekend before he will start off the pine. You are listening to NRL Match Day with me Chris Warren. Up next the NRL Profits Guru and coming up to 23 minutes past one o'clock we'll be here until uh, three o'clock and uh, we'll be right across that game between Canterbury and the West Tigers. It kicks off uh, in about 37 minutes to be precise up there on the Gold Coast Seabus Super Stadium between the Dogs and the West Tigers. The Dogs I guess still in a battle to maybe try and 
avoid the wooden spoon. West Tigers, well, they are pretty much just playing for pride. So we'll be across that. Uh, Ave Siamanafanai will start from the bench and Dylan Napa comes into the starting side for uh, Canterbury. Um, keep those texts coming through as well. 0457... 736736. Uh, Bondi Jack has been in touch. Hi, Chris. I'm just wondering why there is never any podcast of your Sunday match day program. Not even parts of your show, uh, like Noddy's Ruse team or interviews. I, like many, can't always listen in, yet every other 1170 SEN program is available on the podcast's page. Um, well, Cowboy yes. Dan, I'll defer to you on that because I do know that our show and all the segments you do put out there on social media, but uh, Bondi Jack is uh, unable to find them. Yes, so there's a couple of ways to find them. Um, Greg Alexander from earlier, for example, already up there. We do post the majority of them through the SEN 1170 Twitter page, but uh, you can find everything. Now, this is a bit of a complicated address, Chris, so get your pen out. I've got it out And here. get ready. So... At if you go to normal www dot but player yep player wushka player dot wushka w o o s no w h o o s h k a a got that wushka wushka dot com I think my father invented that saying actually really wushka maybe he invented said it all the time yeah no no he didn't no. Uh, player dot wushka dot com slash shows slash now, this is a bit of a confusing one because you do higher ground Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and match day on Sunday. Yeah. But it's slash higher dash ground. You got that? There you go. Well, it's not for me to get it. I don't need to find my At- program, our program. But cheers. Bondi Jack, I hope you understood that, mate. On Wooshka slash. At, uh, for a slash uh, shows slash higher ground. And uh, we do post the majority of them on our SEN 1170 right. Twitter so as well. So it comes up as higher ground, Bondi. All right, higher ground. Even though it's called NRL Match Day, uh, we need to do something about that, really. To, to That's on my to-do Increase list. the profile, I yes. think, of, of the podcast. But glad you're enjoying and uh, glad you are tuning in. Time for this. And another thing I'm discovering lately. I'm a bit crazy for my rugby league team Now the stage is set for the best season yet you'll see And you will hear me every week when I That's my team from the Hoodoo Gurus, great rugby league anthem. And the link there is I'm about to talk to the Prophets Guru, not the Hoodoo Guru, but the Prophets Guru from beforeyoubet.com.au. And uh, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this man knows everything there is to know about the greatest game of all. And if you are having a bet on the uh, the two games coming up this afternoon, you might want to tune in and listen to some of the good oil. Guru, thanks for joining us, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, well, thanks, Chris, mate. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, mate. Well, let's uh, recap before we preview today's two games and just look at the matches played already. Newcastle Knights, uh, they've got a pretty soft run home to the finals. They've got to play the Broncos again. They, I think, are pretty much nailed on to the top eight. Um, but they, they got home against the Broncos, and it's only the second time this season uh, that Mitchell Pearce had played 
with Kalen Ponga? Yeah, look, it was somewhat un- unconvincing from the Knights. The Broncos gave it a bit of a red-hot crack. They were uh, The Knights are now eighth, but the problem for them, they've got a minus 139 points difference. So I was actually expecting the Knights to probably get away with it a little bit more, although having Mitchell Pearce and Ponga only together for the second time uh, this season, perhaps that'll uh, that'll take a little bit more time to develop. But the Knights were good. They, uh, they did have more possession. The Broncos' defence was actually surprisingly good. Um, there, there are a few concerns for the Knights. They did allow the the Broncos to average 10.1 metres per carry um, and get five line breaks. So it's something they probably want to work on um, in in the next few weeks. But as you said, they've they've still got to face the Broncos again. So that could work into their favour. I didn't see enough to suggest uh, that if they do make the eight, as I think they will the Knights, that they will do any real damage there. Um, That can probably be said for any team, maybe outside the top four or five. Um, The Raiders are another team uh, on the fringe and, probably might sneak into the top eight and they beat the Dragons 20 points to 12. That was the first match at Seabus on Friday. Yeah, look, um, it was 12 all at half time. The game was in the balance. The Raiders just did enough to get the win. Credit to St George, they were without Ben Hunt, and he's been one of their one of their best players, I think, this season. So a decent effort from them. Uh, they, they need to address a few issues that, that they've got. The Raiders, well, yeah, they're improving, but they still allowed nine metres per carry for the Dragons. They actually only had one line break, the Raiders, while the Dragons had four, and the Raiders missed 34 tackles. So, look, they go into seventh, um, depending on today's results, uh, mainly mainly to do with the Titans. But yeah, look, unconvincing with the Raiders. But then again, they can maybe come out and give it a crack on their day and, and surprise a few sides. All right. Well, the Eels, um, things are going from bad to worse for them. Reed Marnie um, may well be out for the rest of the season. They've got the toughest of all run homes to the uh, runs home to the finals. And uh, they were towed up by the Bunnies. Um, we can talk about the woes at Parramatta, but um, on the upside... Um, things looking pretty rosy at Redfern. Yeah, look, I'll start with the Bunnies. They were great. They were up 30-0 until until the Eels crossed the line. They controlled possession with 54%. They completed high at 88% and averaged 8.9 metres per Gary. They had nine line breaks. They are just so difficult to shut down, uh, and they only missed 16 tackles. So the Rabbitohs, great effort from them. For the Eels, well, the side sitting in fourth on the ladder, you'd hardly think have only scored 22 points in the last three weeks and conceded 80. So a lot of issues there. They only had two line breaks, missed 29 tackles. And as you said, that run home, they faced Manly, the Cowboys, Melbourne, and Penrith, so that's really tough. I think I'm prepared to say the Eels drop out of the top four. Yeah, me too. No, definitely. Uh, I think you can put your house on that. A couple of things out of that match, and we should talk about because we're talking numbers and all that sort of thing. And Adam Reynolds, of course, becomes the all-time leading point scorer for South Sydney, eclipsing uh, Eric Sims' uh, record, which which stood for 46 years. It's uh, it's some kind of record for Adam Reynolds for him to take away from uh, from Redfern, isn't it? Uh, heading, of course, to Brisbane next year. Yeah, look, credit to Adam Reynolds. He's, he's been a, a club legend for the Rabbitohs for many years, and I think it's it's a fitting uh, end that he gets his name in the record books for that because he's been a, a, an out-and-out leader of that club for many years. Absolutely. And the other thing out of that match, and, and you will know this, that the uh, previous three games against the Eels, the Rabbitohs had scored... 38 points in all three of them. And uh, on this one, they were so, so close, they, they come up with uh, with 40. Now, uh, Warriors and Sharks yesterday, it's a real, it's a, it's a hammer blow to the Sharks' top eight hopes. Uh, this match, a match they were expected to win. Um, 
and a decision very late in the match not to take the two points on offer. It's come back to bite the Sharks on the bum if a Shark has a backside, that is. I don't know, does a shark have a bum? <laughs> I suppose it does. Maybe a tail. <laughs> uh, yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it was uh, it was a tough effort by the Warriors. The, the Sharks, they blew a 16-6 half-time lead. A team that uh, that gives up that in, in that position doesn't really deserve to play finals football. No. It drops them to 10th on the ladder. Um, the, the completion rate was pretty good for the Sharks, as, as were metres per carry and line breaks. Both sides missed 38 tackles in this game, so it kind of shows you where the Sharks are at defensively. And uh, I, I just don't think that the Sharks have what it takes at the moment. I think the blow of Sean Johnson um, lot, like took an edge out of their attack, and he, he was uh, leading the competition with triassists. So I think they need an answer quickly, and I don't know if Matt Moylan is the answer to that question. No, okay. Um, and the jury, yeah, the jury's still out on that one. Roosters and Panthers then. Um, Roosters, we know the woes that they've had all season, re-injuries and retirements. Panthers, they're sort of limping towards the back end of the season as well. Matt Burton was absolutely outstanding um, for for Penrith. I've got a text here from, uh, again, this is from Bondi Jack, and he's saying, what would you make of... Uh, the absurd first uh, 7-1 first-half penalty count against uh, my Chooks. Look, I wasn't watching the match closely because I was preparing to call the later game. Uh, were they hard done by the Roosters? Oh, look, yes and no. Yeah. I, I, I think um, I think it got evened out later on in the match. Um, but I, do. Look, personally, I, yeah, look, I think Burton was terrific in this game. The Panthers are missing Cleary. Um, and as I've said before, I, I think they, they really lose an edge without him. But they looked at times to have their attack together. They were doing quite well. They comp- completed at 87%. They averaged 9.8 metres per carry. Um, they, they were doing the little things which have previously set up victory well from. I really enjoyed this game. It was an absolute cracker. But mm. credit to the Roosters. They, they were tough. And to lose six, you know, by six points with all the injuries they've got against a team like the Panthers kind of shows uh, the, the good culture that that, uh, that club has. Yeah, I think Matt Burton, he's, uh, he's, he's showing things that maybe even um, the Panthers didn't know that he had. And uh, I know, uh, beauty of hindsight, he'd probably like to sign that or negotiate for that contract with Canterbury now um, rather than uh, what he had already done before because his price has probably shot through the roof. He's going to be a really good pickup for the Bulldogs next year. Manly and Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne get the two points, and uh, that's their 17th straight win. Uh, but Manly certainly showed them that they um, they can match it with the big guns. The Storm, though, um, Guru, that's their 28th straight win in the state of Queensland. Yeah, that, that's a phenomenal record. And I think they're going after the, the 1975 Roosters record for the longest streak in the next few weeks. So, mm. um, look, Melbourne, that, they were good. They, they were really good. I, I enjoy watching them at the moment. And it was a great test to see where Manly were at. And Manly, I think they did themselves quite proud. Yeah, they lost by 10 points, but they absorbed a whole heap of pressure. They only had 42% possession, Manly, um, and they completed at 67%. So it kind of shows you where that side is at moving forward. Their defense was pretty good. They only held the Storm to three line breaks in the match. I think if you compare the two sides, they definitely both will improve um, in coming weeks. But I think that the ceiling could be a little bit higher for Manly, and I think they could narrow that margin with the Storm. Yeah, I don't think Desi Hasler will... Um, I think he would have slept okay last night and woken up thinking, you know what, we are not uh, that far off um, the top dogs and, and, and Melbourne are the top dogs. As you say, Guru, 60-plus percent possession 
uh, for Melbourne. And I guarantee you, uh, most other teams give Melbourne 60 percent or more possession and they'll uh, they'll put more than a 10 point margin on you you can you can almost guarantee that today's two games and again all this information before you bet.com.au before you bet.com.au the bulldogs play the west tigers uh, that match kicks off in about uh, 35 or 30 minutes time uh, and Dylan Napa comes into the 17 for the Dogs. Kyle Flanagan, uh, again, we know he's been uh, he's been dropped. And this 19-year-old, and I don't even know how to pronounce his surname. You might be able to pick me up. Bailey uh, Beyondi Odo, or Beyondi Odo, I think it is. Uh, he comes into the halves, and I know Trent Barrett thinks uh, pretty highly of him. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll leave you to pronounce that one. I, Thanks, I think yeah, you did a good job there, mate. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> look, the Bulldogs are two dollars eighty. Tigers a dollar forty two favourites. Both sides are struggling leading into this contest. The Bulldogs have conceded thirty plus points in the past three weeks, while the Tigers let a ten point lead slip last week against the Warriors. As you said, there are a few changes for the Bulldogs. The Tigers also have been forced into a change without Laurie at fullback, so M by moves there. Cheekan comes into the centres. James Tarmel returns, and Twile comes to the bench. So look. I, my confidence is quite low for this game. Um, I've been very disappointed in the Tigers recently, and I, I don't think they're a team which um, which is performing well in games. I think the loss of Laurie takes a spark off their attack as well. I, I think the Bulldogs, will they've got to play the Tigers twice in the remaining matches, and they'll, they'll probably sense this as an opportunity to get a win. And with a young fella at the halfback, I'm going to back them at plus six and a half to, to maybe cause an upset, or uh, the Tigers win by less than a converted try. All right. Well, I'm tipping the dogs in this one, or I have tipped. Um, the dogs have lost, by the way, their uh, past nine games at Suncorp Stadium. And West Tigers are aiming for three consecutive wins over the Bulldogs for the very first time. I'm talking to the Profits Guru from beforeyoubet.com.au. And finally, mate, uh, the later game today, uh, which you can hear on SEN uh, 1170. Mark Braybrook and the gang will be calling yep. that one. Titans v Cowboys. I'm looking at this uh, race for the top eight. Titans are currently in ninth position on 18 points with a, a decent for and against of uh, minus 24 their run to the finals, so they've got the uh, Cowboys uh, today, obviously, then Souths, Storm, Knights, Warriors. I've probably got them finishing on oh, 22 competition points. This is a really big game for them. Yeah, massive game. They'll want to get the win here. They're a twenty-five favourites. Cowboys, 380 outsiders. As much as the, the, uh, the Titans won against the win... The, the Cowboys want to break their seven-game losing streak. That's yeah. uh, that's something which has really hampered their back end of the season. Tigan, uh, the Titans are, are in a bit of form. They won 34-6 to last week against the Bulldogs. Cowboys, they, they were competitive with the Broncos, but really disappointing when the game was there. They, they couldn't ice it. Holmes comes back in for them, um, which I think is a major inclusion for them and their chances. I think his experience at the back really does offer them uh, another uh, dimension in attack. Hampton then moves to the centres and also to Lungy to the wing. It's um again it's a it's a funny contest this one. The Cowboys have won eight out of the past ten, uh, but the the Titans have won the past two over the Cowboys, including the round three 44 to eight victory. So look, it's hard to have either side, but looking at their stats throughout the year, the Cowboys have only scored 18.8 points in de- in attack, and they've conceded 30.7 points in defence. I think that's too much um, for, for a team like the Titans that really wants to improve their points differential and you know get themselves back into the eight with a win. 
I think the Titans might be at their attacking best this afternoon. And it, it's either going to go one or two ways this game. I think the Titans will win 13 plus or the Cowboys will, will break their losing streak. So, again, confidence is fairly low in this game, but uh, hopefully it's an exciting contest. Oh, you haven't got me. I thought you might pump up Sunday, uh, Guru, but you're right. Uh, listen, so I'm tipping the Bulldogs to win uh, in that one. And then, look, if the Titans can't uh, win and win comfortably against the Cowboys, well, they are pretenders and they don't deserve a place in the top eight. There you have it. I've tipped the Titans in a good win there. All that information, by the way, is uh, can be found at beforeyoubet.com.au. Guru, thanks for joining us and enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thanks, Chris, mate. There is the Prophets Guru, and uh, we talk to uh, Guru each and every Sunday. We're going to take a short break. I'm going to try and um, shovel a little bit of lunch into my mouth in the next five-minute commercial break, and then we're going to focus on the New South Wales Cup, which isn't playing. And coming up to quarter to two, that match, uh, the first game of the day, um, the Bulldogs taking on West Tigers. That is in about uh, 15 or 20 minutes' time. Chris Warren with Cowboy Dan on NRL Match Day. We are here until three. Been a pretty busy show, Chris. So I haven't had much of a chance to uh, have a chat with you. No, you haven't. You're that, very quiet today. That lunch smells very nice. It's funny, isn't it? So we yeah. have a three or four four minute ad break, yes. and I'm here for three hours, twelve yep. to three. So are you? I'm here. You until can duck seven. out occasionally if yes. I've got a guest on the line. Yeah, not but, that I do. But that. I um mm. I get very hungry. Yes, it's, it's lunchtime. Yes, and it is. So when faced with this decision, what do you do? You've got four and a half minute mm. break. Mm-hmm. You're starving, yep. right? I'm about to fall off this chair and faint. <laughs> I've got four and a half minutes. Do I go and grab something to eat? Yep. But you're also busting for a, for a Les Kiss. Oh, dear. What did you do? Well, what do I? What can I do? Well, you got your food, definitely, because well, I can see it. Yeah, I had time. I ran. Okay, I got the food, and I just heated it up for 20 seconds. It should yep. be two minutes, so I might get Luke food warm. poisoning yep. from this. Yeah. But then I ran out there and did the Les and got back it just in time. What is it, the food? Oh, just a bit of pasta I made yesterday and uh, a bit of chicken breasted, uh, roast chicken I threw Very in last nice. night. Very nice. Well, I don't know. Well, hopefully it's well, nice. I've only had one mouthful yeah. and now I'm talking again. You'll be able to. When's the next, the next break? break? Uh, after we speak to our next guest. Good, because I'm really, really hungry. <laughs> Good. Let's uh, focus, uh, as I say, about uh, 15 minutes away. That first match, dogs taking on Tigers. Uh, not a whole lot to play for for either of those two teams, but we'll keep you uh, across all those uh, those scores. And then later on, uh, the Gold Coast Titans against uh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys, what are they on? A, a seven-match losing streak, I think it mm. might be. We'll be across that one as well. Time now to focus on New South Wales Cup, and uh, joining us is Albie Tellerico, um, a director of the uh, the great Newtown Club. Albie, how are you, mate? I'm doing very well. What type of pasta was it, Chris? It's a penne pasta. I whipped it up yesterday. Mm. Just your typical garlic, onion, bit of chili, tomato, a uh, bit of red pepper or capsicum, um, and some uh, some bacon strips. A little I, bit of sugar just to make it go down well. Yeah, I, I threw a, a pinch of sugar in there just to balance out the acidity. Uh, I would have liked to chop up some uh, Kalamata olives to put in it, but I didn't have very any. Good. Very good, those olives. Very nice. It's like that, it's like that scene in The Godfather, isn't it, when you've got to make a pasta for the boys that are on the mattresses? Absolutely, yes, I do. And do you remember? And they cut that garlic really, really. Was that the yeah, same? Very movie? fine. Very That's fine. the secret. Yep. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. Very fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, away from culinary delights and talking. Uh, before we talk about your um, your your latest kooky um, numbers game, uh, what's the latest with New South Wales Cup? Has an official decision been made to to can the competition as yet, or is it yet to be um, decision still out? 
A decision is still out, but we believe that an announcement is imminent quite possibly in the next 24 hours. There was a meeting on Friday, the Office of Sport and a number of sporting organisations and a number of uh, plans were put in place. I mean, last year, during the major part of COVID, they managed to get the kids' competition and, and, you know, some rugby league happening last year. There was a lot of protocols put in place, and it did work very, very well, and they managed to have quite a good competition. This particular version or variant is making things a little bit more difficult. With the girls, or I shouldn't say the girls, but the National Rugby League women's competition being pushed back to October, there is talk of some form of rugby league happening around that, quite possibly just post-grand final for a four-week round robin. That was sort of put on the agenda, but they're not quite sure because they'd have to get players back and then they've got to get them training and they've got to just make sure that everyone's, uh, of course, you know, vaccinated, which is the new big term. So... A lot's riding probably on the next 24 to 72 hours, but, but the looks of it seems to be is that that particular season will again be cancelled and uh, we're going to have to come back and reassess ourselves and come back for next year. All right. Well, um, you will, I uh, no doubt, Albie, I'm talking about Albie Tolarico, a director on the Newtown uh, Jets, and Albie's just dropped his phone. I'll let him pick that up. It sounds like it's one of those old Nokia bricks too, Albie. You're right there? You're still with oh. me? Yeah, finally got it. The 120B, I got it. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, now, during the week, I see, and we spoke to him last week, Bronson Garlic, who plays with Newtown Jets, and he has agreed to join Melbourne Storm, of all clubs, as part of their 30-man roster for next season. That's a huge achievement for Bronson, and you guys, as the club, you must feel extremely pl- proud that you've played a, a big part in his development. Pathways Rugby League, or second tier in the knock-on effect New South Wales Cup. The most important part of this competition is not just, you know, whereas uh, players that come from first grade down to reserve grade, so to speak, but it's giving some players that may not have matured just quite at the right time the opportunity to give them a second chance, and sometimes even a third chance, to show that they really what they're doing. I mean, he's a fantastic guy. Uh, he comes from a great rugby league family, as you well know. His brother played for the club as well, um, and now he's playing with Glebe. So there's a great synergy there with the Garlics. You know, they're Maroubra people, but it doesn't matter. He had a dream that he wanted to follow, and he took the hard yards. He took some really tough decisions. Him doing that, going to Melbourne, is nothing short of fantastic. I mean, I hate losing players. Don't get me wrong. But to know that he's now going off to, going off to the Melbourne Storm in that system, and they know with their talent identification, if they've seen something that no one else has, and he's got a factor, they'll find it, and they will get so much positivity out of it. And that's only great for him and for rugby league. You know, Andrew Fafita later on said, about I think about six weeks ago, he said, I, I fell out of love with rugby league. I went back to Newtown. And I fell back in love with rugby league. He said, that's what Newtown gave me. You know, and it's those sorts of things where people can just realign. I mean, you know, they once called us the Betty Ford Clinic of rugby league. Well, that's probably a little bit to the extreme. But what, you know, Newtown does is it makes, you know, we're we're a community. And, you know, not everyone knows everyone. But, you know, we're so proud when they put on the Newtown jersey that we don't care about their history because everyone is equal when they wear that jersey. And if you put in, you'll get an applause. And the funny thing is, after the games, I mean, the year before last in 2019 and that golden run, we had guys that were, I think, you know, ready to go to first grade, Jatoby Rudolphs and, and players like that. They didn't realise what Henson Park was all about. The moment the game is over, win, lose or draw, they go to the far side and the hill stands up as one and congratulates them. Yeah. And there's a group of ladies that knit, you know, the gal darlings that knit, well, I won't say old, but they knit stuff and things like that. They sit down, they come and give them a hug, high fives. It's a tradition. All of a sudden now, the players feel like they're wanted. They want to be there. And they'll turn up. 
you know, and you understand these players that come up through the divisions they're playing in front of. They call it park football, not when you come to Henson Park. Uh, well you done, know, we, well we done to Newtown, Albie. Honestly, I mean that. Well done to our to, to your club and also uh, to Bronson Garlic too. Uh, and just quickly, oh. Albie, sorry, just quickly, Albie, it must be disappointing for Newtown. Of course, you had two events uh, ready to go with the beer, footy, and food festival, both obviously being postponed until either later this year or next year. Oh, it, it's, that's the big one. You know, we had we had some great events coming up. We had the Tommy Redonicus Shield. We, you know, a match against South Sydney. We've got the reunion of the 40-year uh, anniversary against Parramatta. Everything is now potentially going to be pushed back, but we'll be back bigger and stronger and better. You know, and and you know, we hope you get to come. Great afternoon. The Parramatta one. I w- I'd been working on this for nine months. And, but that's life, you know. We, we can't change it. That's life. It, it is what it is. We're just, you know, what we'll get those plans and we'll just plant, plant uh, transplant them to uh, to 2022, and hopefully next year is going to be better than this and better than last, and it'll be fantastic. All right, uh, I'm going to uh, talk about your kooky numbers in a moment. Uh, now I've had my my numbers mixed up too. I thought it was a two o'clock kickoff. That match has just kicked off uh, Canterbury and West Tigers, so uh, two minutes gone. Uh, between the Bulldogs and West Tigers, it is currently nil all on the Gold Coast. Now, Alvy, pick that phone up again. Um, you're coming through loud and clear um, each and every week or thereabouts. Alvy jumps on the line and, and he has this uncanny ability to trace um, numbers and recurring figures uh, through rugby league over the past 100 years or so. So uh, now time for this. It's becoming a regular segment on NRL Match Day. It's a little bit kooky, it's a little bit spooky. These are the Albi Files, and today the central theme is you've got to lose one to win one. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Everyone always says, oh, you've got to lose a grand final to win a grand final. So I've gone through the, the since time began of rugby league back to 1908, and you'd think that it would have happened all the time. It's only happened 11 times. I mean, that's amazing when you think about it, but in the 113-year history, generally once every 10 to 11 years, it seems to happen. Now, the, the interesting thing is that it generally happens at the end or beginning of a decade and then in the middle of a decade. The most important part is we'll, we'll skip a couple of decades and we'll jump to 49 and 50. And why these years are important, I'll explain in a second. South Sydney lost in 49, one in 50. South Sydney lost in 1969, one in 70. That was 20 years later. You can't believe it. What happened in 1979? Canterbury lost to St. George to win in a fantastic grand final in 80. This is the interesting one, which is relevant to this year. Penrith lost in 1990 to win in 1991 against Canberra and possibly they'll be up against Melbourne. Throughout the 90s, again, it happened 94 and 95 with Canterbury, 95 and 96 with Manly, 06 and 07 with the Storm, 16 and 17 again with the Storm, and here we are this year. Penrith, they lost against Manly last year, Melbourne, I should say. Are they going to play? Whoever it is, quite possibly Melbourne, as we've gone through the numbers, or South, and are they going to take the the, uh, the trophy, the summons, uh, proven summons uh, trophy this year? And based on the numbers, and based on reoccurring themes, you'd have to think that they will. I like it. I like it, Albie. Hey, one of your best, and you just keep finding these uh, these recurring patterns in this this greatest game of all rugby league, mate. Thanks for jumping on the line. We'll do it again next Sunday. Hey, around the grounds too, Albie. Before you go, and West Tigers have just gone in to score against the Dogs. Uh, Luciano Leilua has uh, just pushed away a couple and gone in to score. So West Tigers four. Bulldogs yet to score in about four minutes has gone in that match. Thanks, mate. We'll do it again next Sunday. Thanks, mate. Talk to you soon.
There is Albi Tallarico. It's coming up to six minutes to two. And welcome back to the program, uh, eight past uh, two. We're here for the next hour or so until three o'clock. Around the grounds we go. Canterbury Bulldogs six, West Tigers six. So the doggies have hit back. Uh, that was a try to Nick Meaney, uh, according to the corner of my eye. Conversion from the sideline too. So Tigers six, Bulldogs six, and uh, 16 and a half minutes gone in that match uh, up there on the Gold Coast. And a reminder too, we'll bring you the later game. Uh, Kick-off around about 4 o'clock. Uh, Mark Braybrook, Gary Belcher and Scotty Sattler uh, will be calling that one for you on SEN 1170. So Correct. tune in for that. Correctamundo says Cowboy Dan from across the studio floor. And uh, by the way, I believe, mm. it, is that a Band-Aid on your bicep? No, no Band-Aid. Well, you looks like you've had a jab or something. I did. I got vaccinated on Wednesday night. About bloody time, too. Still I can here. breathe easily in yep. this uh, only, small studio. Only single. So I have to get another one in five weeks. Oh, okay. So then I'm still fully not, vaccinated. Okay, right. Uh, well, I'll keep this mask on yes. until then. Yep, yep, do that. Very difficult yep. to uh, host a radio show with a mask on. Have you got yours? It's an invisible mask. Yeah, no, I know. But have you got your jab? I Do you know what? Yeah. I'm booked in. You are? So th- this is ridiculous, right? So we're in a, <laughs> yes. a, a, a pandemic. Yes, right? I've noticed. The government is pleading for all of us to get the jab. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah, to help this country get yes. back on its feet. 100%. I am more than happy to get vaccinated. Yes. Both hands up. Look, my feet are up as yes. well. I want to get done. You do. But I want it to be made easy for me to go and get done, right? Yep. And I want to go with the Pfizer one. My decision, yep. I'd rather go with that, right? Yep. Do you think I can get that? No, I'm no. booked in for um, not next week no. or in a fortnight. No. October eighth. Well, that's we two can months fit today. you in, Chris. October eighth. You can fit me in in two months' time. Mm. I thought this was desperation stakes. It is. I thought we're de- well. Why is it taking me two months to get jabbed? Uh, I think not much supply at the moment. Oh, it's just wrong. Right. Why? 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 Hey, at least you've got a booking. But what my point is, and this is not about me. I know. If this is such a uh, a desperate situation that this country is in. Yeah. These jabs should be made readily available, almost like Coca-Cola's slogan, you know. Yep. Um, never further than an arm's reach away is a can of Coca-Cola if you really want one. The vaccine, whatever it might be, yep. needs to be made more readily available. Mind you, just on the flip side of that, our man... Why are we talking about this rubbish anyway? Just quickly, though, our man about it's town... Rubbish, it's serious. It's stuff. very serious. Our man about town uh, that we had on a couple of weeks ago, he decided to get the AstraZeneca this week, so he went to his doctor on Thursday morning. Yeah. The doctor said, all clear, and you should always see your GP before you're getting the AstraZeneca. I've got a GP. That, they didn't have it in stock. He rang around, found yeah. somewhere, got it within an hour. So yeah. it is there. But, for AstraZeneca, but AstraZeneca, yeah, yeah. okay, Pfizer's fine. No, I get tricky. that. No, I yeah. get that. I get that. But yeah. uh, for those that, for whatever reason, would prefer to go down Pfizer. the other one, yep. Um, I'm going to wait two months before oh, no. I can be vaccinated. Well, I'll be ahead of you then. I'll be fully vaccinated. I just, think it's just it, 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 I don't know. I guess you're saying it's because of supply and demand, yeah. and we haven't got enough of it. My question is, why don't we have enough of it? That is a good question. That is a great question. That a lot and of probably people probably beyond been the remit of this program and to, SEN. To, 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 and, yeah, to yeah. solve it. Yes. Um, but you asked the question. Oh, yep. I'm not going to duck and die. No. Yeah, October 8th. October so there you go. Eight. I'll let you today. know. Yeah, you keep that mask on. You yep. stay right away <laughs> yep. from me. Social um, distance. Absolutely. Yep. And you're not fully done no. yet anyway. No. Still Take six, three weeks to yeah, work. Yeah, well, good. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, six all the score. West Tigers and Canterbury Bulldogs. Uh, what do we got left? About 20 uh, minutes to play. Uh, in the first half up there on the Gold Coast. Uh, read those texts. Keep them coming through. Uh, again, Paramat, he likes the show, doesn't yes, he? Paramat he does. loves the station. He's Big a regular. Listener. Yes. Big listener. Listens to every show. He's probably got to be on the top 
No, he wouldn't be in the top 10. He'd be in the top 50 of Friends of the, the Station, I reckon. On the He'd be close to the top 10, I reckon. Hmm. I was looking at the he most, talking of ladders, most infringements in terms of this season, right? Penalties, yep. set restarts. Yep. Which team do you reckon's on top, giving away the most penalties and set restarts? Roosters? No. Yeah. They're, they're not far down the pecking order. Pen- Bulldogs. Bulldogs, there you go. So bottom of the ladder, but... And that probably correlates. Yep. You've given away more penalties and set restarts mm. than any other team. Mm. Set restarts, they've given 20% more than any other team, the oh, dogs, really, away. Quite a lot. A second on the ladder. Yeah. Who do you reckon the second worst team is well, I in said terms of the offenders? Not the Roosters? No. They're also so, playing at the moment. Tigers. They're playing the worst offender. <laughs> so they give away 80, uh, they're giving away 88 penalties and mm. 82 set restarts. So mm. uh, West Tigers, this is the naughty ladder. West Bad Tigers, man. number two. Titans, number three. Yep. They play today as and well. And your boys, number four. Yes. You've given away 96 penalties and uh, 71 set restarts. But That's after last night's game, your loss against the Panthers. Yes. That would uh, that would in- increase because um, oh, he's been back in touch with us, he Bondi has. Jack. Um G'day, Bondo. Look, I'll, I'll do you my best here. Uh, hi, Chris. I missed out most of your response. Would you mind repeating your own personal view on Henry and Jerry? Um, they did the chooks in again yesterday. He's referring to Henry Perinara mm. in the bunker and Jared Sutton, the referee. I didn't watch the game closely enough to really comment uh, on that. So I'm going to, again, defer, defer to you. Mm. Basically, Bondi Jack is saying um, his roosters, your roosters were robbed. Uh, I'm not sure they were robbed. I, I thought the Hargraves sin meaning, well, it's probably the right decision, but I the think... The penalty and six again count yep. was 14 to four well, against the Chooks. Yeah, I, I think the problem with the Hargraves sin binning is maybe the right decision, but again, it's very inconsistent. You see games where they're I haven't got a problem with that. that I saw that. Yeah. No, nah, I haven't got a problem. Go. But it is inconsistent. Yeah, well, you might think, and he probably was having a, a go at, at, at Jerry, yeah. saying, I haven't been the repeat offender. It doesn't have to be three of the same infringements by the same player for you mm. to be simbined. Yeah. It's your team, mate. And yeah. sorry, but you're the one copping your go. I didn't have a problem with that. I think Jared said when he left the field that, that he said these direct words. That's a bit harsh, Jerry. Do you want to step around the back of the grandstand, Jerry? <laughs> no, I don't think he said that. No, he wouldn't say no. he's a good fellow. Nice um, now, I'm just going back to Bondi Jack yes. again here. Um, he's saying, what about uh, Dylan Edwards? Um, should he not have been sin bin? Oh, so I didn't see that, right? So he was involved, what, in a repeated infringement, maybe? Uh, I think so. I think they had two infringements in a row. If this is what Bondi Jack is referring to, two infringements in a row and didn't get sin binned. All right. I believe. Uh, anyway, thanks again, Bondi Jack. And uh, you say, uh, I'm aware of your higher ground podcasts on Wooshka. Yeah, so we, outside of Olympic weeks, we do Monday, Wednesday, Friday night higher ground. Yes. They do go on Wooshka. This program is, well, it's hosted by me, but yep. it's called NRL Match Day. Correct. It was originally called Higher Ground. Correct. Um, it is also put up there on podcasts on Wooshka, on that platform. Yeah, but... I'll Probably make, hard to find, yeah. given it's not called Higher Ground. I'll make investigations for Bondi. Well, I think you are a man of change, and I think you <laughs> should go to the, the head honcho, Hutchie. Yep. Yes. say, yeah. Hutchie, we yep. need to make some changes around here. And he might say, you're dead right, we do. There's the door, see you later. Yeah, I'll make that call. Or he might say, Cowboy Dan, you know what? Yep. You are an ideas man. Mm. It's more people like you we need in this building. Yes. All right? Yep. Take that bloke's job over there and they might tell him to go.
Oh, I hope not. Everyone here deserves their job, Chris. Exactly. I'll give him a call after three. But thank you again for uh, flagging that issue, Bondi Jack. We need to put this higher ground program, uh, this NRL match day program, yes. on Wooshka yes. with its well, maybe branded higher ground. Maybe I'll type match day in front of it. Well, why don't we get rid of higher ground and brand the midweek match day? Look, that's not a decision for me. Okay, that's for Hutchie. That, that's for... People All right, important. again, thanks, uh, Bondi. Now, also, Paramat's been back involved. Uh, loving the o- uh, Aussie rock play on music, Chris. Um, the Hoodoo Gurus, Baby Animals, Rock On Baby. Yeah, no, there are a couple of my, my faves as well. That's my sort of era. Uh, he says, I can't wait for COVID safe rock concerts to come back. P.S. Slot in October 2nd. A Dave Faulkner's uh, birthday. Mm. All right, I'll put that in. That's six days before I get my first vax. Yes, it so is. So I should be able... Oh, no. No, you won't, you won't be able to That's go. before I get the vax, so I can't go. I think it's just his birthday. I don't think he's oh. got a concert on. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. maybe a private concert. Yeah. Round the grounds we go. West Tigers 12, leading Canterbury Bulldogs 6. 16 minutes to go in the first half at the Gold Coast. 20 past 2. Uh, lovely to have you tuning in. Hope you're enjoying your lazy Sunday afternoon. I tell you what, it can't be any lazier, can it, I guess. I mean, it's a miserable old uh, day out there in Sydney town. Uh, overcast, uh, sprinkling rain as well. A little bit chilly. I guess you're at home on the couch or wherever you might be. Maybe around a log fire. Maybe uh, preparing um, dinner for tonight. Maybe a roast dinner Sunday night. I'll be doing that myself, I think. Yes, what are you having? I'll be doing the roast pork. Oh, you're yeah. cooking it from I've scratch. got to check with the kids as well. Um, what do you want? We yeah. normally have a roast yes. on a Sunday, so I, I do that, yeah, from scratch. Well, the no, I, I do the veggies from scratch. I think we're having, uh, obviously I'm at work until 7, but I think And you, you found the kitchen though in your house? Yeah, well, I haven't cooked for the past few weeks because I've been so busy. I've been here basically every Saturday oh, anyway. Ching, ching. So what, just okay. pulling in the cash? Yes. Uber Eats? Yeah, Uber Eats. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, we're having some, you know Mexican, you put in wraps and stuff like that. Well, oh, yeah. yeah, by a tortilla or... Well, yeah, yeah. It's, my partner decided to make Mexican, but not in wraps, so just alone. So like chicken with Mexican spices. And where, where are you eating it? With a knife and a fork on a plate. Oh, that's not really going the no, whole hog, is it? I prefer hog, the wraps, to be honest, just between me and Well, you. the tacos, you need something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think we've got wraps at home, so I might ask if I can have mine the wraps. Oh, yeah. Home. I mean, if you're going to do a job, you want to do it well and do it yeah. properly. Finish off. Don't pull up. I mean... Don't like in a 100-metre sprint pull up at the 80-metre mark. I mean, if I wanted in wraps, I might have to make my own wraps. I think you might. But, but that's okay. I don't think you should be complaining too much, given you've only just found the kitchen. Um, it's a good Brett Kamali joins yes. us each and every Sunday, and it's for Gallagher Insurance. Jeez, I'll repeat myself. It's for Gallagher Insurance <laughs> Brokers, proud partner of the Gallagher Kangaroos. Um, it sounds like uh, more than Gallagher. It sounds like it might be Gilligan, and you've bloody lost at sea somewhere. Noddy Kamali, where are you? Hello, Chris. Hello, Dan. How are we, guys? Oh, my Lord. Are you in the middle of a gale or something? Are you a cyclone? What? In my bad reception, is it? Oh, that's better. I was about to send the life raft out for you. No, you're good. You're no, coming, no. You're coming in loud, and, very good. loud and clear now, Nodster. Um, just around the grounds we go. And as I go uh, to that, I think West Tigers have gone in again, have they? So uh, they are leading. Well, the score has gone. It was 12-6. I think this will be given to a lovely take um, <laughs> over there by the wing. I think it was... Uh, was that Nofalum? No, that was... Um, Talau, I think. Yeah, uh, Ken Mamalo, in fact. 16 points to six. West Tigers leading Canterbury. 16-6. Oh, there's that noise again, Noddy. What, can you take the aluminium foil off the top of your head? Or do something? <laughs> 
Yeah, Where give me two you? seconds. I'll, I'll, I'll pull over. Yeah, it might be easier. Pull over. Pull I am, pull I am over in the here. vehicle. Okay, okay. He's he's, he's reenacting. Wonder where um, he is. He's re- he's out just up near Port Macquarie, um, pulling over where Roycey, Roycey Hunt was yes, um, talking yes. to his um, his his wife mm. um, with the birth of their child. Are you are you pulled over yet, Nod? Not quite. I'm just still on the on the major road. Oh, no, so, that's all right. um, no, that's all right. Me, have, have you got me now? How am I going? You're going good. Never been better. This is this is beautiful. So that's lovely. That's nice. No static. All right. Get rid of those aliens. Let's firstly. No, you're good. You just you listen to me. Let's talk the Gallagher Insurance Brokers, proud partner of the Gallagher Kangaroos. Noddy, this is going really well. Any changes this week, brother? What do we got? Yeah, the back five. I, I just I just text the team in the dance. So obviously Tedesco, Mitchell, Turbo, and Ado Cart, four of the traditional five back five. But we had we fought, we struggled for a winger last week when we we're talking to Badge and Sat. So um, we put I put Stephen Crichton in last week on the wing. But Dane Gagai um, after a great game on Thursday night was it? Thursday, yeah, Thursday yeah. Night? So Dane Gagai goes back into the Gallagher's Kangaroos team on the wing. Um, so, yeah, so the, the other four, they're just locked solid, aren't they? Tedesco, Adokar, Travojevic, and Latrell Mitchell. I don't think anyone's going to push them out. No, you're right. And uh, Cowboy Danny, see, he's a bit he's a bit slow on the uptake. He's just sent me that, 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 that team that you've you sent him an hour or two ago, which I'm supposed to have an input to. Uh, the Gallagher Kangaroos, by the way, if you are new to the show, we, we select the team, or not, he does, and I have input each and every week based on performances on the assumption uh, the Kangaroos are playing a test match sometimes this week or next week, all right? It's a hypothetical. All right, so Dane Gagai comes in uh, on the wing. So uh, that was in the absence of Brian Toto, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. Yeah, Bryce uh, got injured the other week. So uh, we had to find a winger last week. So Stephen Crichton um, got the chance. But I uh, thought um, Dan Gagai was great the other night. So you might have to help me here because I, yeah. I, did, I did have a back rower that I think potentially has been charged or or, or Angus, been charged for four weeks. Angus Crichton, yeah. He, he, uh, he'll be gone, I think. He'll be gone for a, a couple, depending on what might happen at the judiciary. Now, I'll hold my hands up. I didn't actually see the incident. Did you? No, I didn't either. I, I did watch the game, I thought, last night um, and didn't really notice anything that was of, of a four-week charge in some regards. So uh, probably a little bit, I, mm. I, I don't know, without seeing it, I suppose it's hard to say. But what we do with the kangaroos, Chris, you know, um, we don't. We can't wait around to see if they no. get off on the judiciary. So we... If, if he's been charged, and he, by the sounds of it, he has, we'll have to make a replacement to the back row. No, and they understand that. Mal understands it. You and I understand the rules. Even if there is a charge hovering over their heads, we move on. See you later. We move on, and someone else gets your spot. So, yeah, he was good on Friday, Gagai. I tell you what, talking of wing, wingers too, and a bit off, off topic though, um, well, Adokar's the other winger. Wouldn't that have been nice to see a foot race last night, Adokar and the Saab? It would have been nice, yes. Um, obviously, speedsters, aren't they, in the game? It's, what do they say? You can't buy or can't coach speed. Um, no, you can't. It's pretty no. amazing, some of, some of those guys. You can teach me how to catch and how to score tries. As you said, Ken Mamala has been a good signing for the Tigers in scoring tries. But um, speed, very important. Yeah, he um, he scored that, that runaway intercept last night, Jason Saab. And it's on, 
on Addo Carr's wing, but Addo Carr was sort of going the other way, so uh, couldn't give chase. But uh, he's another speedster, and uh, we talk about who is the fastest man in rugby league at the moment. Um, it probably, I guess, probably is the Fox. Uh, in the halves then, uh, I see, and they faced off last night, these two. No changes there. No, no changes there. No Nathan Cleary still for the Penrith Panthers. So um, Cam Munster and DCE, uh, Queensland 5'8 and halfback. Um, so obviously that gives them the, and they're the incumbents as well. So I thought they were both very, both very, very good last night in a really highly quality semi-final style football match. Mm. Okay, so Cam Munster and Daly Cherry Evans, they faced off last night as well. There's a recurring theme here. Your two bookends, your two front rowers, they faced off on Thursday night. Payne Haas for the Broncos, played well in a beaten team against Daniel Saifidi, who was very good for the Knights. That's right, yeah. So Dale Finucane was the man that's been pushed out of that front row starting position. Uh, he's been the regular for the last few weeks, but Payne Haas just does unbelievable things. As you said, about 60-odd minutes he plays for big minute, big. Big run meters. I think he led the tackle count for the Broncos the other night. So that's pretty special. And then um, Daniel Saifidi just, just becoming one of the best props in the game as well. And the night's starting to get some winning form. So, yes. And, and obviously our little dummy half, Damien Cook, um, held that position. As a bloke, if we were picking a bench, it'd be a bloke called Harry Grant. It would mm. very quickly become Jersey 14 on that bench. But we don't go to those numbers. Did you watch uh, the game last night, Nod? Uh, breaking away from this for a minute, uh, Manly and Melbourne? Yes, yes. He was unbelievable, Harry Grant. Yeah, really good when he came on. Sometimes maybe overplays his hand a little bit, but it's a, it's a good problem to have for Craig Bellamy. Um, the rotations and, and Brandon Smith, um, he just drops back into a more middle forward when, when Harry Grant comes on later in the match or late in each half to sort of add a bit of spark. It's a really nice balance. I guess where I'm going with this, in terms of rotations for this um, almost unbeatable Melbourne Storm, with Nico Hines and Ryan Pappenhausen, I'm just not quite sure where Bellamy is going to arrive at in terms of keeping both of those two, those two in the 17. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be a tough. It'll be a tough decision for him to make if they have no injuries when the semi-finals come around. Because you think uh, Ryan Pappenhausen uh, would be the starting fullback for the Melbourne Storm, uh, and you're right. Harry Grant will probably come off the bench. But what's It'd be so hard of a decision to drop Nico Hines with how well he's played this year as well. So um, an injury might help Craig Bellamy have a tough decision to make. Um, and they've also got... Uh, you got Felice Cafusi to come back in too. Yeah. And Nelson asked and, for and Solomona. That's right. I think he likes starting with the big man, Bellamy. So I think he, his front row would be Bromwich and Welsh. And then obviously Nelson normally traditionally starts at lock just to get into that mm. big bodies into the match. And then Brandon Smith goes from from dummy half to lock when he comes on when Harry Grant comes on so it's a problem to have isn't it the roster is too good <laughs> yeah hey, they're a good team uh, all the players in Manly Manly gave him a shake though didn't they uh, how do you think Desi Hasler's waking up today what what are what are his thoughts yeah you're right I, I read some of his comments I saw the match um, they also caught you know I think they they panicked a little bit, and, and you know the Ruben Garrick error. That I, I'm I'm not sure who scored the try, but one of their tries was off the back of an error from Ruben Garrick right near the try line. Munster, um, I think so it I might think have they, been. Munster, yeah. So I think they would be happy that they didn't play at their best, but they were able to lead at one stage. And I think what Des will sell to Manly is if um, they get 50-50 share of the ball, they can certainly beat um, beat the Melbourne Storm. Uh, I thought Tom Trevojevic is 
um, try assists and try setups and his ability just to, he skips out on that sweep line and, and goes around the middle winger and then if they try and rush him he's got great hands where he can go catch and long pass to perfection so mm. I, I thought it all lived up to the height um, I thought you know Jerome Hughes showed some excellence even how far his game's come to come you know it was the, I thought he was the match yeah. winner last night yeah so, brilliant wasn't he um, the, you know so Schuster got caught sliding a little bit sideways and and um, the little halfback who was the fourth string fullback probably 18 months ago is turning to be probably one of the most important players for the Melbourne Storm's premiership credentials. Yeah, absolutely. I just think take away from the match, Manly, um, you're probably growing confidence a bit knowing that you you know you weren't too far off the pace. You matched it with these boys. Uh, however, you learn the lesson that you, you, you can't make cheap mistakes early in the count. You know, uh, they will make you pay. So... And we'll see these two go at it again, I'm sure, um, through the back end of the season. Back to our Kangaroos team uh, for Gallagher Insurance Brokers. It's not his Gallagher Kangaroos. Uh, the back three in the forward pack then, you've got uh, Angus Crichton, Cam Murray and Isaiah Yo. Um, Crichton, though, we think will be spending a bit of time on the sideline, Cowboy Dan. Yeah, looking, I think, at three to four weeks. It was just announced about an hour or so ago. So, so what was that incident? I wasn't watching the match closely. Uh, I believe it was for a crusher tackle. Um, so, yeah, he's facing three to four weeks. On well, you can't have been sideline. watching closely either, was, if you only believe. Yeah, no, I was watching it. Three to four games for Angus Crichton for a crusher tackle. So was it obvious? Um it was a penalty. I didn't think it was that obvious. I think they moved on pretty quickly in the game. Um, I think it was one of those things you sort of right. glance over and then they went back to All right. So, so Noddy, yeah. we need to find another back rower. Or well, you do. I, I, did have, I did have Victor Radley in the team, but I thought Isaiah Yo, um, winning form was good form. So I yep. had moved Radley out of the team. So would you be happy if we went um, Murray and Yo in the back row and Radley at lock? I had to bring Victor. I had to bring Cam Murray back in because I commentated with Jimmy Smith the other day, and he's got the biggest man crush on Cam Murray in the world. So if Cam Murray plays, he makes the Kangaroos team now because of Jimmy Smith's man crush. Well, Jimmy's got a man crush on Murray. I've got a bit of a man crush on Radley. So yeah, okay, no. let's, bring, let's, let's, let's bring Radley into the lock position and have yeah. our back rows being Yo and Murray then. Okay, no, that's I'm good with that. I'm good with that. We'll rubber stamp that. So signed, sealed, and delivered. There is the uh, Noddy's uh, Kangaroos and uh, proud th- thanks to Gallagher Insurance Brokers, proud partner of the Gallagher Kangaroos. And you can visit ajg.com.au. That's ajg.com.au. Do it today. While I've got you, Nodster, uh, around the grounds, yeah. and obviously you're working with West Tigers, so you've got a, more than a keen interest in this match at the moment. Uh, 30 seconds until half time. West Tigers 18, Canterbury 12. So 18 12, that looks like it'll be the half time score line. Uh, a club also dear to you, though, Cronulla Sharks. Um, uh, you've, you've had a long association with them as well. Your thoughts on, on that decision last night not to take the two? Yeah, very bizarre. I thought, you know, when I saw the 16 6 scoreline at half time, I certainly thought the Sharks would run away with the game in the second half. Did so, we all? Uh, the fa- Failing to score in the second half, um, especially you know Kane Evans off the field for ten minutes as well, and then um, not able to come up with that decision at the end of the match to, to take the shot at goal and try and back yourself to winning golden point. Yeah, it's a bit mm. bizarre. So tough lessons that it's tough lessons for Josh Hannay, or who mm. I think is doing a really really good job as a caretaker coach. So mm. um, interesting. Yeah, really important the West Tigers win today. Um, I'm not sure mathematically whether they're still 
a hope there for them. They're Tigers a too far away with the loss last week. Yeah, but, no, no. you know, I think I think there's a bit of bit of rumblings and a bit of noise happening off the field, which would be a distraction to on the field. So a couple of wins will certainly take a little bit of that off field mm. noise away. Yeah. Uh, all right, mate. But I tell you what, it's a hammer blow to the Sharkies there. Their chances of the top eight too. I've, I'm almost prepared to uh, rule a line through their top eight chances all, all on that. Josh Hannay, to, to his credit, he put the, his hand up and said, look, it was my call uh, for them to, to play on and go for the try and not take the two. And he also said, um, if I had my time again, I'd, do, I'd make the same decision. So he's sticking by it, but um, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Brett, thanks for joining us, mate. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we'll, we'll chat during the week or, or next weekend. Thank you, Chris. Enjoy your beautiful bake dinner, buddy. I will, mate. I will. Look forward to that. Thank you, mate. Uh, Brett Kamali. Yeah, it's okay. I am a creature of habit, Cowboy Dan. You right? are, yes. So I do generally the same roast every second Sunday. Do you ever try, like, roast beef or roast <clears throat> lamb or roast chicken even? I've done the chicken, yeah. Mm. I love lamb as well. But yep. me and the kids, we're sort of, we like this pork. Yeah, very nice. If you find something you like, I mean, just you just got to keep going with it. Correct. So I'm happy to keep going with it. Now I have checked just Crispy while you're talking. Crackling and some apple sauce. Yes. Just while you're talking to Noddy, then uh, great segment as always. Oh, yeah, great. It started well. <laughs> it started fantastically Bloody well. Hell, I thought he was on Mars. <laughs> um, Do you know how far away the moon is, by the way? No. Okay. Yeah. What were you going <laughs> to say? Do you know? Yeah. How far? Four hundred eighty thousand kilometers. Maybe that's where he was. Do you know how far away the nearest star is? No. Wow. Do you think it's heaps further than the moon? No. Is this a trick question? No. No, I, w- I wouldn't have a clue. Okay. So if I'm the moon's 480,000 well, k's away-ish yeah. from Earth's surface, yeah. right? Yes, yes, 480, yep. And I thought, well, a star's, I thought a star's probably about, I don't know, probably 20 times that. Mm. But it's not, is it? Oh, yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. How much is the it? The nearest star. Yeah. The nearest star is about uh, two trillion. Oh. Two trillion. Well, there you go. Two trillion kilometers away. Why are you telling me this? I was just, just sitting, to educate I was me. looking at the stars the other night. Yeah, very clear nice. Clear sky. Not much else. And to do. I had a thought: which, how far away is that star? So you googled it. Yeah. Yeah. I've checked. So if you were in a rocket, if you're in a plane going full steam ahead, yep. as fast as your that plane can go mm. for the rest of your lifetime, yes. you will never hit that. You'll never reach that star. Wouldn't I? That's how far away it is. Oh dear, that's not good. Anyway, sorry. What were you uh, saying? I've checked re dinner. Uh, oh, your dinner. My dinner. Um, I have asked if we can have it in wraps, and yes, we What'd can. What did she say? Yes, she actually no. Did she not, say you get the wraps and no, I'll, I'll no, no, wrap we'll, them. We've got them. She said, "Good idea." We'll have to let me know. Do you think it was a case of your partner taking eye off ball or B, laziness? Uh, or C? No, 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 no. Wanted something different. That's what she wanted. She wanted something different. Oh, okay. She didn't want it in the oh, wrap. So now you can have the same stuff with a wrap. Exactly. So she doesn't have to cook tonight. Just use something Correct. yesterday. She cooked it on Friday. Having it again today. Mm, not about that. Yeah, Two days, no, 48 no, no, hours no, no, later. Yeah. I think that smacks of laziness. Yeah, but we cooked. Did we cook yesterday? I really do. I What's your partner's name? Kate, is it? No, no? Liz. Oh, Where'd you get Kate from? I'm not sure. <laughs> who's, Kate? who's Kate? I don't, I don't know Does any Liz Kate. Does Liz know Kate? Uh, Liz doesn't know Kate, I don't think. Oh, God. Could Maybe I awkward. do. Yeah. No, I don't no. think I do. Um, uh, what? I, I don't think we cooked yesterday. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. It was a long day away. A long time, long time ago yesterday. You yeah. don't remember much about your match either, a Mad Roosters fan. I was you working know. yesterday, so that's why I don't remember Jeez, you are what we had for dinner. You are a bit vague today, now that I think of it. 
Uh, but that's all right. Look, we all have our off days. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be, <laughs> you'll be bouncing next yes, week. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I am going to do the roast pork. Sounds again, good. If that's all right with you. Yes. And yeah, it's that's all perfect. Uh, uh, you know, a roast dinner, right? It yes. lives and dies by the quality of the baked potatoes. I know what we had last night. This is why I was a bit confused. Oh, Listen to this is a short-term a... memory. I thought I had a problem. Yeah. Listen to this for a dinner before we go to the break. Mm-hmm. So instead of having it for breakfast, you know how sometimes you have like bacon and salmon and baked beans and stuff for breakfast? Well, we had it for dinner last night. What about that one? Watching the football, watching the two great matches, we had a breakfast mm-hmm. for dinner. With bacon, tomato. I don't mind that. Yeah. Flip things around a bit. That's a bit too, yeah, that's out there for me. Because I'm, I, I'm yeah. pretty, Not, I'm yeah. straight up and down, creature yeah. of habit. Uh, so what was, what did you have for breakfast then again? No, it was for dinner. Uh, for dinner, you had the breakfast. Yeah, so bacon. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, mushrooms. Oh, good. Uh, Sauteed mushrooms, nice. Smoked salmon. Ugh, no. No, I had some no. olives on the side as well. No, no, no. Add, that's, that's a fancy, add, fancy wanky eastern <laughs> suburbs type breakfast. I don't live in the eastern suburbs. No, all, you you, all you need for breakfast, right? Yeah. You, all you need is yeah. your streaky bacon. Yep. Yeah. Poached egg. I don't like egg. Some baked beans on some sourdough crusty bang. Yeah. And maybe some cherry tomatoes. I don't really like egg. Oh, jeez. How can you not like egg? Just don't. Right, fair enough. Uh, it's twenty to three. This is NRL match day. It's half time around the grounds. West Tigers leading Canterbury eighteen points to twelve. In the home straight, hope you're enjoying your Sunday afternoon. It is bang on quarter to three, and uh, from three o'clock, we'll hand over to the boys. Mark Braybrook, Gary Belcher, and Scott Sattler will bring all the action to you. Gold Coast Titans taking on uh, the Cowboys. Before I go to uh, Potsy around the grounds, West Tigers 18, leading Canterbury 12. Halftime there in uh, that match, 18-12, West Tigers over uh, Canterbury. Mark Braybrook joins us on the line. Mark, thanks for taking a bit of time out ahead of uh, the game you are calling. This is uh, absolutely desperate stakes for the Titans. It's pretty much a must-win game, this one. Yeah, good day, Chris. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, 100% right. If they don't win today, that well, they don't deserve to be no. in the eight for a start. If they can't beat the Cowboys at home, uh, they don't deserve to be in the eight. They've shown some... Uh, some good form throughout the year mixed in with some uh, pretty ordinary form. And that sort of sums up the Titans for the last couple of years, really, that inconsistency. Mm. Uh, I heard you earlier talking about teams that give away set restarts and penalties mm. and discipline, etc. The Titans are one of the worst of those as well, particularly those set restarts at times when they can ill afford to do it. Jared Wallace, who's been in outstanding form this year, he's one of the main culprits for them uh, in doing that. So today is important. Jason Taumalolo been selected in the back row as opposed to Locke. Um, they want to play him a little bit wider rather than uh, use him up in the middle of the ground. So that'll be interesting today and to see what sort of reaction the Cowboys players give. The fact that uh, their coach basically uh, said they were too soft. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Look, it's a nice afternoon on the Gold Coast. I think we're going to get some rain for the remainder of the week. Yesterday was perfect. Today there's a few clouds starting to build. The forecast is for rain from tomorrow or showers, etc. But conditions are ideal. The ground here, when you consider how much football and, and let's be honest, normally there's what 12 games a year here and that's it. Mm. Uh, there's been 12 games in the last couple of weeks. Uh, the ground is in outstanding order. It is a bit strange though, Chris, to be at an NRL game and yesterday as well when there's no crowd. Uh, Sats and I were discussing it. It's like being back at park footy. You can hear all the players, all the you know, the bench shouting and yelling and screaming at each other, etc. And yesterday with the uh, Will Chambers, uh, Kane Evans 
brouhaha. Um, yeah. It was like back in being at Park Footy. A couple of punches that didn't hit and players <laughs> on the bench up and about. And Will Chambers from the try came back and stood right in front of the, the Warriors bench. Uh, it was just, it's all a little bit surreal, this whole no crowd environment and um, a game of footy. Yeah, yeah, I know odd. exactly what you mean, mate. And also what gets magnified too, Potsy, is the effects, Mike. And if a player is uh, prone to dropping a, you know, a naughty word, an, an F-bomb or something, um, it comes through loud and clear to the lounge rooms around the country. Where might well, be what, you can also, yeah. what you can also hear too, mate, is, mm. and I made the point to Sats when we were watching this uh, Tigers-Bulldogs game, this playing surface is in great nick, but it's really hard. You can hear the players' footsteps on mm. the ground out there from where we are. We're right on the halfway line mm. uh, here at Seabus. Um, and you can hear the footsteps. You can hear the hits. Yesterday, there was an almighty tackle which just echoed around the ground. Um, so I'm loving that part of it. But the rest of it just seems a, a little bit odd as the Tigers uh, make their way back out, led out by Luke Brooks, leading 18 points to 12, as you mentioned. All right, mate. Thanks for that, Mark. We'll leave you there. And uh, good luck with the call. I'll be tuning in a bit later on. Good on you, mate. There is Mark Braybrook, and he'll be joined by Scotty Sattler and Gary Belcher. So the Titans, their last five games, all right? You've got Cowboys today, uh, this afternoon, then South, Storm, Knights, Warriors. They're on 18 points. If they beat the Cowboys, and let's say they also uh, mark off a win against the Warriors, that takes them to 22. If they also beat the Knights in that run home, they go to 24, and they are definitely in the top eight. Even if they only win two of their remaining five, they go to 22 on the competition ladder, and that might still be enough, given they have a superior for and against than the other teams also trying to find a spot in the top eight. You're listening to NRL Match Day. We're in the home straight. It's 11 to 3. And coming up to seven minutes till three o'clock uh, at three, I'll be handing over to the boys calling that match up there this afternoon, the Titans, or this evening rather. The Titans, well, it'll finish in the evening. It'll start in the afternoon. So both Correct. ways I'm yes. right. Well uh, Mark Braybrook with uh, Scotty Sattler and Gary Belch will be calling that one for you right here on SEN 1170. Uh, sorry if I haven't been able to read out all of your texts uh, this afternoon, but thanks again for having them come through. Uh, this one, no name on it, but Chris, you have a large shark following. Uh, me bad enjoying your show. I'm not quite sure what you uh, you mean by that. I did say uh, a little while ago that I think uh, last night's shock loss to the Warriors may well have uh, put a red line through the Sharks in their finals hopes. Maybe lots of Sharks fans like you. I don't know about that. But I bloody hope no sharks are following me because I no. swim ocean swims most oh, mornings I and uh, I, I'm out there by myself and I'm always looking out did, the corner of my eye. Just quickly, you go for a swim this morning? Yeah. Just the budgies, yeah. just the Garlow's budgies, and it was bloody freezing. Look, my point is this to Sharkies fans. You're on 18 competition points. Uh, you're now 10th on the ladder. You need to win. If you can win three of your remaining four, you should be fine, and you'll, you'll, you'll be in the eight, right? Yeah. Yep. You've got the Knights, Tigers, Broncos, Storm, okay? Um, if you win three of those four, you'll go in. Correct. So ball's in your court. I guess, so to speak. Now, this other one, too, uh, Bondi Jack's been back in touch. He's he's not a fan of you, right? No. He's saying, Chris, please ask Noddy about this. I don't know how your your studio buddy um, can be an East supporter and not know this with nearly seven minutes to play yesterday against the Panthers. The Chooks made a a clean line break, and Tedesco was held down from playing the ball for an eternity, basically. Um, Ten metres from the Penrith line by Dylan Edwards. Uh, Robbo, that's Coach Trent Robinson, absolutely spewed about it in his press mat, in his press conference. Inconsistency compared to Jarabuiri Hargreaves 
getting 10 in the bin, etc., etc. And um, Satili um, should not be penalised for tackling a decoy runner on the try line. Well, I'll, I'll say he should have been penalised because um, you can't tackle a player without the ball. I know he couldn't evaporate Satili Tupanua. Anyway, uh, best of luck to the Roosters for the rest of the season. They'll be in the finals. Will they be in the top four? Anyone's guess on that one. Manly, well done last night. Although beaten, uh, I think you showed the competition that you are a genuine premiership uh, contender. I'll join you again tomorrow on Higher Ground. Until then, take care. Keep smiling.